Oh yeah, what is that line? I think I think the line from Pumping Iron at Backside Attack at Vic Save. Uh, is somebody asks him at like a signing, asks Arnold uh, about like what he has his diet and how he eats and what he does, and somebody goes, "Do you drink milk?" He's like, "No." It's like, why not? Because milk is for babies. You become a man, you drink beer. It's like, oh, all right. Arnold just dropped a lie on that guy. No, milk is for babies. Speaking of those, that uh, Arnold uh, Stallone is not apparently is not done with the uh, the the Rocky, the Rocky franchise. A Rocky franchise. Yeah, he's been um, kind of dancing around that, huh? Where he's like Creed is its own thing. Yeah. And he's in Creed. Did I do something? No. We sound right, right? You can uh, hear each other. I think you sound you sound okay. You sound terrific. Oh, thank you. And um, yeah, he says that he's not done with Cre- with uh, with Rocky. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's going to go the Creed route or uh, he doesn't know what. But he's, apparently, he's not done with it. I think he's that's. He's I'm not, okay uh, with the Creed three. I yeah, I don't mind it, but uh, I don't know. I th- I just let it go. Let it die. Let it die, man. Let it die. If it, <laughs> I just wanted to know the Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> it bleeds. I don't think, Yeah, I, I die. To be honest, I don't want to see any more Schwarzenegger movies. I don't want to see. Even Stallone, I'm like, uh, I'm kind of done. I'm done. I mean, yeah. I think he needs to ride off into the sunset. Yeah. Um, kind of, well, he did. Yeah. Like well, I, that's, that's the last Rambo. Yeah, that, that's true. Um, Maybe he's dead. I don't know. Dies from his injuries. Yeah. The I don't know. I just think it's. I don't know. I, I don't. I have no. I don't have the inclination just to like see anything they're gonna make again. No, I'm. I'm kind of. Um, I'm kind of finished with watching any real blockbusters i could go for some dramas or comedies i mean if, if we did if we see like another twins or something completely off off book for these guys i think we i'm saw, cool with that yeah i think if we saw another twins I, I could see like when i'm watching it i'll be like yeah i know why they made this and i'll be like oh god it's a it's like, chings yeah i know well, well, dollar, dollar bills it's not even just the dollar bill it's, it's just like the the need to to, to want to stay relevant <laughs> the need to want to stay relevant. Like, the um, the the chasing the glory. Yeah. of the old days. I don't. I, I don't want to see like if I want to watch Danny DeVito, I'll watch It's Always Sunny, or I'll watch the new Jumanji. Yeah, the Rock plays Danny okay, DeVito. Yeah, yeah, that that'll never. I'll never watch. <laughs> no, I'm I'm down with it, man. I I enjoyed the last Jumanji really? and the Rock doing a Danny DeVito impression. Mm-hmm. It's a is great. Oh yeah, I think yeah, those movies are just not for me. So like, <laughs> oh, I, oh there you yeah, go. Exactly. Yeah, they're not your thing. Yeah, and like um, uh, like like I ca- I came to that like. Like we've we've discussed, like you know, there's certain movies that are just not for us, and like we yeah. we watch them, like Star Wars, for example, right? Not for us. Like I will not watch. We've new- borderline either aged out, yeah, or we've just the franchise has moved past what we're gonna get from it. Yeah, like I don't want to be like one of those Star Wars fans who are complaining that uh, um, the new Star Wars is like it's uh, this is um, hot garbage. Yeah, like, like why aren't you Mary Sue? Yeah, yeah. Why aren't you making it like the, the why aren't you making it like the old ones? Right? I'm like that's fine. Like don't don't make them like the old ones. Then just leave it. I, 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 I can let it go and give it to the the next. Uh... Can I do a quick backside attack shout out? Yeah, thank you for this co- uh, this lovely matcha drink beverage. Oh yeah, you're from yeah. the Buddy Day. Yeah, man, always. At yeah. Starbucks, not Enjoy. a sponsor. Yeah, nobody sponsors us. Yeah, but we've like we I don't I have no need to hear like a a forty year old neck beard mm-hmm. complain about Star Wars and how you know Ray's this and Kylo Ren is that. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. Luke Skywalker's a cuck. <laughs> I don't I don't need any of that. But, shit. Yeah, because if you want to like that's the thing, but like. Uh, I, with Star Wars fans, like like you know, we've uh, we've always like shitted on the new Star Wars movies, but uh, if you don't, if, I think like, the thing with Star Wars is that the Star Wars is so huge. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you don't, if the movies aren't your uh, cup of tea, um, don't uh, then don't watch them. Just walk away. Just walk away. There's so much other Star Wars like. There's books. There's 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 graphic novels. There's yeah. there's so many other things you could like occupy your time with if you need the. How about there's a New Hope, yeah. Empire Strikes Back, 
and Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And you can just go rewatch those. You can rewatch those. Because they exist in their own little thing, and you probably have a copy that is not the shitty version. Yeah. Don't bitch about the shitty version. Just watch the originals. Yeah, and walk away and from walk away. Shit. Yeah, and and like if you want to like see what's like what happened before, or like if you want to go back in time to see like you know how the Sith were created. Yeah, there's so much good material. Like the, it just, yeah, the it, legend stuff. Yeah, they, they're yeah. like like the like in graphic novel form. Yep. Like, yeah, which like and there's should, a lot of good content. You out should there. read the books. Like there's a lot. There's so much good like material on like mm-hmm. uh, just characters you're not going to see in the Star Wars universe now. Uh, probably like thirty years worth of good material. Easily. I mean, because I mean the. Um, What's the what's the one the first book, the the mirror is it mirror or is it which one? There's that one the very first one the very first Star Wars book. Oh, that's uh, it's Luke and Leia and like a weird kind of like yeah I, 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 yeah I remember the car the the God, was, something of the mind's eye splendor of the mind's eye the mind's eye yeah, yeah. I remember the cover it's like it's Luke and Leia they're seeing there and then and uh, Darth Vader's like just about like they're he's, he's about to chop them. yeah that book is amazing it's amazing it's yeah. got kind of nothing to do with the expanded universe like the very first expanded universe novel I yeah. think. But it's it kind of it's really New Hope, um, like a sequel to New Hope. Yeah. And then kind of goes into Empire. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of feel like, in my mind anyway, all the expanded universe stuff starts after Return of the Jedi when you find out that Luke and Leia are brother and sister. Yeah, exactly. Because up until then, nobody really knew what the hell was going on. Yeah, like even like the stuff after before um uh Return. before New before New Hope even before right? New Hope, yeah. Yeah, like there's so much uh there's so many good stories like uh mm. I remember um. Is- I was- no, but like before New Hope, there's nothing. Oh, well, you mean like afterwards, and they tell oh, stories I mean, like, about like, the time before New Hope. Yeah, like like right now, if you want to like if you want to like yeah. read material, like have you read the, the Marvel uh, Darth Vader series? It is amazing. It's unbelievable. It's, uh, I, that was like when I got my um, unlimited membership. Yeah, that was one of the first things I kind of binged out on. Yeah, it's just man, it's Darth crazy. Vader is a boss. He's a boss. It's the one thing that I have a hard time with though. Is it just and it could be again how they kind of make the um the argument can be made that. The, the Darth Vader that we see in uh, Phantom Menace and the Attack of the Clones, all that kind of crap. Yeah. The Hayden Christensen Darth Vader mm-hmm. is not really the guy that we see as Darth Vader. No. Like, he is being completely manipulated by the Emperor. Mm-hmm. The Emperor is kind of always occupying his mind the way he occupied the clones. Because that's yeah. his dad, right? And he, he created him using the Force. Mm-hmm. Or he may have, you know, secretly snuck onto that uh, the Tatooine there and met his mama. We don't know. I don't think they've really established that I think yet, the, right? I'm just saying he's created by the force. Well, the thing is, that I think he's kind of like a, I think he's kind of a Jesus Christ character because, like, you know, I think well, the well they was, all are. Yeah, because like, yeah, because <laughs> Superman, everybody's yeah, Jesus Christ like, he, character. He was wrapped. Uh, the the emperor wrapped his cloak around his his mom. Yeah, and apparently, I think there was more going on there. I think the emperor metaphor <laughs> metaphorically wrapped his cloak around his mom and. Pulled back the hood and gave it to Mama. Well, yeah, I th- I th- well, whatever his version of, whatever, like, yeah, whatever. The, but yeah. I think there's more, more to it. But um, no, I think that's uh, that is a great series. And then the one thing I can't quite get around though is like how badass he is compared to who he is in uh, in the movies. Yeah, I mean, and then again, like Clone Wars too, right? Clone Wars, Anakin is so good in Clone mm. Wars, but he's just such a punk. In Revenge of the Sith. Oh yeah, like that. Like, um, he's a he's just a whiny fuck again. I know. Yeah, I remember I was reading that story about. Uh, that Darth Vader, uh, one of those Darth Vader stories is about. Remember that uh, that planet that has like where all those people were forced to live underground because that huge beast just kills everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then th- somehow there's there's a the empires find the rebellion above and like Darth Vader's ship crashes and like it wakes up the, and then that that beast is like and a Darth Vader that huge mountain sized beast fight each other. Yeah, that story is incredible. That's just rad. from a visual standpoint, like it's just because it's it really shows you the power the Vader holds. Yeah, that's that's the most badass. 
Vader I've ever seen. That's badass. But yeah. when um, I think my favorite, it's I think is after that is when he's kind of like on his run to to finish off the other Jedi. Mm-hmm. Then there's that little bit in the middle when Tarkin is kind of just like wondering what the de- what's the deal with this guy? Yeah, why is why is he so well liked? So Vader takes Tarkin and all his top men to that one planet. Mm-hmm. He's like, you will hunt me. <laughs> and they go after Vader. Yeah. They're kind of like, they're getting one up on him. And they're kind of beating him. Vader, Vader just takes everybody out. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he's got, Tarkin's kind of got him. Yeah. Like we think Tarkin's got him because Vader, Vader's been crippled again. He rebuilt his leg, I think with parts of his lightsaber or some, mm-hmm. some shit like that. Yeah. Then he builds like another weapon. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of think like Tarkin's finally got the drop on Vader, and this is why Vader respects him. Mm-hmm. And then Vader blasts him with lightning. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like, oh, you're standing in water, and he zaps him. Oh yeah, like damn Vader. Yeah, there's so, yeah, there's so many good stories. In that there's thing. good stuff. Yeah. So like, just move on and read that stuff. Yeah, just there's so much more stuff to like, and I think it's more interesting. Like, I'd rather read like a great graphic novel than mm-hmm. watch a a shitty like uh, special effects movie. Yeah, I'd I would. rather read a good book than uh, watch a crappy movie. Because it's much more interesting. Exactly. And, and Return of the... Whatever this new one is called. What's the... Rise of the Skywalker? Rise of the Skywalker. Rise of the Skywalker. Is that what it... Rise of Skywalker. I think it's Rise of Skywalker. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not... It's almost like it's getting dragged by review bombers. But then every now and then you get like a legit critic who's like, this movie is not that great. Yeah, like there's... I've... From the people who are like on YouTube when they... I, I, that uh, I watch and they're, they're reviewing the movie... Some of the, they're just saying that this movie is not great, but then they, but they, but their argument as as well is like, um, if you don't like the movie, like uh, that's fine, like you know, yep. like we watched it and I said this movie is not great, but then don't, uh, don't act like the movie belongs to you. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, so like, like it's like it's it's they tried to make for, it's the movie tried to do as much. The guys like I don't blame, uh, like I don't blame the actors at all. Right, they they do the best of what they can with the material. Yeah. And could you imagine, like, I have the same the same uh, argument that I made, I think, before, maybe before we did the podcast, when, what's his name, Momoa got Conan the Barbarian? Mm-hmm. That movie sucked. Oh, yeah. That movie I mean, I'm terrible. a huge Conan the Barbarian fan. Oh, that movie's awful. That movie's awful. Yeah. But. Borderline unwatchable. Borderline unwatchable. But you're not going to turn down the chance to play Conan. No, you don't, right? But you, you're just like, because they, you, it depends on, like, I guess, depending upon, like, uh, how much power you have in the industry and, like, mm-hmm. how well-known you are. Um, it's, uh, like, let's, if you're, you know, like some people will say like, you know, I will return to that role yeah. if the script is good. Yeah. So, but, uh, so if you're, if you're at the height of your acting powers, no, Bill Murray. yeah, yeah. Bill Murray, for example. Yeah. Right. Um, so you could like, um, or like Keanu Reeves, right? Like, let's say if he's coming back to the matrix, he wouldn't come back to the matrix. He would, he would come back if all the stars were aligned. Right? That's right. So Jason Momoa at that point, in his career was not like. He wasn't Jason Momoa. Yeah, he was Kill Drago, right? But like, uh, but he was not known for any, that much else, right? Yeah. So uh, he probably is now because of Aquaman. I mean, I, th- I think his his stock has gone up significantly. Yeah, exactly. Like he is he is now. Yeah. I like, wouldn't call him an A lister, mm-hmm. like he got a lot of pull. But no, he no, seems yeah. to be super well liked by everybody. Yeah, he, he's not like the Rock or anything like that, right? But like, he's uh, like the Rock light. He's Rock light. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's the you know, the Rock se. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't think. Um, so if yeah, if I was him, like I don't blame him for taking that role. No, I mean, and that's the same thing for Star Wars. I mean, yeah. if somebody comes up to you and says, "Would you like to be in Star Wars? Audition for this role. We think you'd be good for it." You're not gonna be like, "I don't know, man." Like, you know, Phantom Menace kind of sucked. No, you're gonna jump I at would, it. Yeah, I, like for me personally, even if I like, I like, even though like I, I would say like I, I, I can honestly say that if someone says like if someone dragged me off the street, a yeah. casting director, and said, hey, "You know what? You're perfect for Star Wars. You look great." First ETD person in Star Wars, and I'd be like, "Ah, uh, mm. yeah, I'm like yeah, 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 I'll quit my job and do it." Yes, I would for sure. You don't ask how much. No, <laughs> you're like yes. Yeah, 
I am flying to Pinewood. Yeah. I will stand in front of your green screen mm-hmm. and I will do whatever you want me to do. Yeah. You want exactly. me to speak Tagalog? I don't know Tagalog. Yeah, exactly. I'll put on that furry little outfit. I'll be a full size Ewok. Yeah. You can stuff my ass into a tauntaun. I don't give a <laughs> stuff shit. Stuff my ass into a tauntaun. I will do whatever you want for me to be in this movie. Yeah. And I, yeah. And I don't think, and uh, apparently Kathleen Kennedy said, uh, um, this is the end of the trilogies. Yeah. The no end of, um, like, the long running trilogy stuff. So they might still do things that are standalone in universe. Yeah. Like uh, I know that Rain Ryan, whatever the hell his name is. Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. He's doing his little trilogy still, like off and on. I but th- it won't be a Skywalker trilogy and it mm-hmm. won't be a trilogy leading into a trilogy leading into a trilogy. Yeah, because I'm not sure what the status is on that because because yeah. like it may be saying there's no more trilogies was a was kind of a way of saying Ryan Johnson, you're fired. <laughs> Ryan Johnson, please go home. Who knows? Yeah, like so Take I, your I, ball I, I don't know I don't know what that means, but like I could see where like because the the risk of like the reward for buying Star Wars now is like mm. Star Wars is like it's already tainted. Yeah, it's got the stink of failure on it. It's tainted. And, yeah. and the problem too is it's not even a matter. Of, it's got nothing to do with like uh, poor like poor storytelling or just like not interest in seeing more. Uh, not not the storytelling part. Sorry, it's not. Yeah, it's not tainted by the interest like, of seeing yeah, more. It's for the poor that. storytelling. Mm-hmm. It's like you're taking things that are that could be really good. Like if you look at the bones of the Last Jedi. The actual structure and everything that happens in it. Forget forget the actual story uh, or like the, the directorial choices, choices or like the weird thing where, you know, fucking you can't arc a missile in space. All that yeah. shit. Cut all that out. The actual bones of it. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. They're in the hands of the right guy. That same story is is awesome. Mm-hmm. But they spend so much time trying to like, I don't know. His, even that, that little interview is like, what's, what's the thing? Is subvert, subvert expectations? Mm-hmm. We want to make something really different. We want to like fuck around this story. We're going to make everybody like think we're crazy yeah that's, that's your problem man that yeah you can't do that in the middle of a trilogy no you can't because like when you make when you make uh uh the first one uh the force awakens you have to have like you know what if you're making if you're committed to a three movie uh arc um you have to have a storyline in place like how are you going to connect all these movies and have a satisfying ending to not only the trilogy yeah but to the uh to the whole saga they did something I used to do in, a, in art school with a buddy of mine mm-hmm. where I would draw a panel of a comic. Well, not a panel, an entire page of a comic. We picked two characters that had nothing to do with each other. And I would draw like an entire nine panel page mm-hmm. and I'd hand it to Dave. And Dave would just like run with it. And he'd send it back to me. I'd be like, what did you do, you maniac? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to work with here. Yeah. It's like, but we are two kids in high school. And then we'd have to make this entire story seem like it was going somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't. It would look really crazy. But it'd yeah. be fun to read, right? Yeah. And you can't do that with Star with Star Wars. No, well, like you have to be cohesive to the entire three movies. Yeah, and I th- they said like when I was reading uh, when I was listening to reviews on this movie and I was reading it, people were just saying, yeah, there's this like we like we talked about this uh, a while ago is that uh, the movie is a, it's a Frankenstein movie. Yeah, they like Rose and uh, Rose's relationship with that that black guy. Yeah, goes, yeah, yeah, it's it's gone. They pretend in, like it never happened. Episode. Really? Yeah, she's like we're then. Uh, like, I always kind of chalk it up to like they were afraid to have a black guy kiss a white girl. In the first one, they yeah. they were really, they were worried about that. I kind of feel like Disney is still like, you know what? There are some markets that are not going to go for this. Like the entire American South is going to fucking hate us for this. Well, the um, uh, and China did not like Rose Taiko, the black guy. Yeah, I don't know. Like, apparently, <laughs> I don't know, man. Apparently, the this the scene in the movie is uh, uh, they're about to go to the Millennium Falcon and go like you know go save the world, save the world, whatever galaxy. And then he said, uh, and then uh, Finn, I think that's his name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. yeah so Finn goes to. Uh, uh, Rose and he goes, uh, "Hey, we're gonna go into the Millennium Falcon and go, you know, you know, kill the bad guys or whatever, right? Do you want to come <laughs> with us?" And she goes, "No, I have some, uh, I have some paperwork to do." That's oh, that's li- that's literally what she says. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, God, I, I, I and hope that's real. And, I hope and, it is. That's the last we see of her. 
Oh, it's brutal, man. I know, man. That is pretty rough. They just because they just want to like they just want to execute like whatever they did in Last Jedi. Order sixty six. Yeah. <laughs> order Order sixty eight. Or they just seventy six the entire story. <laughs> yeah, it was just just uh, execute Order sixty six on Rose Tycho. Yeah, and I, I she's don't, not even a Jedi. I don't know. Just fucking yeah. Kill her. And the thing is, like, I don't. Oh, poor girl. Yeah, because I don't because. Uh, obviously, there's a rift between like Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams because what Ryan Johnson did is that like, he changed so much in that in the last movie. Yeah, and it's like where does J.J. Abrams go from there? It's tough, right? It's almost like you need this to be a two-parter. Like you need you need it not to be a trilogy so much the like, quadrilogy, but part three is really like part one and two of part three. Yeah, like uh, and you can't make it a four-hour movie because then people are gonna be like, "What the like?" You're gonna get shit. tired, man. Because even because you can only look at special effects for so long, and you'll be like, "Oh my god, this is just so boring." What bugs me too is how they kind of try to go back to be like, you know, nobody really liked Empire Strikes Back when it came out. It was super weird. You separated all the characters in that one too. Yeah, but they all kind of did something that meant something. Like yeah. they all they all went off into their own stories, and their stories you you were interested in because they still kind of serve the main thread of the plot. Yeah. Like even okay, so like New Hope ends, they all get their awards, they go away, right? Mm-hmm. You destroy the death, the Death Star, but there's still going to be other members of the of the Empire. Yeah. They're they're out there. Obviously, Darth Vader is not dead. The Emperor isn't dead. Mm-hmm. So they're all still out there doing their thing. So you're, the the fight is still going on. And you start up with that fight in play. It's happening right now. Yeah, like even like uh, um, even less, less Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. There was a there there's there's a skeleton in place where it's like it's kind of like uh, Empire Strikes Back, yep. where like you know at totally the end, is there they they get away and they're like, but there's no there's no real plan to like you know we have to go save Han for example, right? Yeah. There's no like it just feels like it's it's like you know, it was like what the hell are you gonna do next, right? And uh, the way they kind of like they tried to put to put. To meld, it's like it's like a Mr. Potato Head kind of story. It's like they try to like. Well, you said it for Frankenstein, right? Yeah, exactly. Try to appease the the older generation, trying to wrap up this whole nine, this these eight movies in the past, Mm -hmm. and then but they're trying to make something new, and it's like uh, it's it. This movie was made with no compromise. It's like it's like you don't you don't know like when to stop. It's like yeah, uh, yeah. It's just I think you're right. They they went through with this whole idea of being a Frankenstein, and then again, like when you watch the making of and the special features. Ryan Johnson clearly, I don't, I don't think he, he actually meant to leave it somewhere where you would know what's happening. Uh you know, like when you watch the, th- the way he's talking about it, and the way he's putting it together, he's like, mm-hmm. "Wouldn't it be great if we just did that? Let's just, just do it. Subvert expectations. Yeah, and, like you know, like sub, we'll do yeah. crazy shit. It'll be, it'll be wild. No yeah, one like, will know what's happening. Yeah, like, but I, yeah, and like, so I guess the argument back to him would be like, hey, do you understand that we have to wrap this thing up in the next movie, so we can't like, yeah, we can't we, like that is not gonna like that's not gonna lead to a successful conclusion about mm-hmm. this." I'd be like, what part of that don't you understand? If I was like, if I was George Lucas, I'm like, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I'd if you're like, George Lucas, you're rolling around naked in your pile of money. Exactly. I'd be, yeah, because I'd be like, this movie's like, you, first of all, you guys did not like what what I made in the in the prequel trilogy. Yeah. And you guys, you guys shit all over that. And then I'm like, okay, fine, fuck you guys. Then I'll just sell everything because you guys are interested in my ideas, man. And I, now you're and now you're asking me back. And now you're asking my advice on where to go next. Exactly. You crapped on my ideas. You crapped on the stuff I did in the first three movies, and now you want me back to tell you what to do in the last three movies. Exactly. Ugh, you people suck. Yeah, exactly. I'll be like, yeah, I don't like George Lucas. I'll be like, you know my, you know my, uh, my asking fee would be if, if Disney called me, be like, we need you to help help us. Four billion dollars. Four billion dollars. <laughs> I want four billion. I'm like, What's dollars. the budget for this movie? Uh, three hundred. We've already sunk in three hundred million for this movie. I'm like, okay. Uh, just make my check out to what, that. Uh, and, what and, did you pay me for the Star Wars franchise? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want. I want it all. I have to admit, I've been I've been watching those uh those videos of like that guy when they they kind of do that face thing with oh, the the deep fake on George the deep Lucas fake, yeah when he sits and shits on Star Wars yeah it's pretty good there's a new one out where he's out where he's waiting in line 
Really? I haven't seen it. If people don't know what we're talking about, they've deep faked George Lucas with an actor Mm -hmm. who's sitting in a chair who kind of physically resembles George Lucas. Yeah. And they, he just he does a spot on vocal impression. Oh yeah, and he just shits on it like he's doing one of those reaction videos. Yep. And he's watching the new Star Wars movies and just shitting all over. Oh it. yeah, he's watching the tra- trailer and he's like, uh, and he's like, it's yeah, he's rated R. He just yeah. Was, oh, what he the Emperor's back. It. So I guess that was you know all for nothing. Yeah, and the, remember the table read with the discussion with uh, uh, Tom Cruise and like uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum and like uh, Ewan McGregor and. Uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and George Lucas. Have you seen oh, the that other one? deep fake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have I haven't one? seen it, but I've seen the. Tra- I've, I know what you're talking. About. Yeah, you have to watch that one. That one. Give it a go. The one. The only thing. The, the funniest part of that, that about that one is Tom Cruise. Oh, he kind of goes nuts, huh? He's so funny. Like he he just laughs at everything. And the, he's like, those guys who did the um the Tom Cruise vis- visiting the studio that does the deep fakes. Yeah, I think it's them who did this one. Yeah, that because it looks like their their I, model. Yeah, because I think that it's the same guy that uh, that Evan guy who does the Tom Cruise impersonation. He's the yeah, best. Yeah. Tom, he's the best Tom Cruise impersonator. He's yeah, he's probably really got good. him to do it. Yeah, there's um there's he's another amazing. one. He's he is amazing. Yeah, there's another one that's not as good as it could be. It's the one where um there's this dude online Joe something. Who does insane Arnold impressions? Mm-hmm. Like it's just his voice sounds like Arnold without the accent anyway. So he just puts on a slight accent, and you're like, "Holy shit, he sounds like Arnold!" Right? Yeah. But um, he's been doing a few, and he did one where it's Anton Sugar in the uh, the scene from when he's in the the gas station. Oh yeah, from No yeah. Country for Old Men. No, yeah, for no. Yeah. And he's doing the the friendo flip, the mm-hmm. coin flip with the the old man in the thing. And it's yeah. Arnold. It's Arnold's face, and he just voiceovers the whole thing. Really? It's good. I mean, if you listen to the original scene, uh, the way what's his name there, Sugar, the original actor. The, the fucking yeah, we know, yeah. God from Mother. Yeah. Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. When he plays it, he's got a lot more charisma in the way he's saying things. Even though it's really subtle, yeah. he still has certain raises and tones. His voice goes up and down. Mm-hmm. He kind of has the ways to talk to you. Mm-hmm. But this uh, the Arnold is kind of flat. Yeah. So it's like if he just spent a little more time putting in a nice, like, hard... Uh, an effort putting in like less of a hard Arnold and more of like an up and down in his voice. Yeah, like an acting Arnold. Like an acting Arnold would be yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. Arnold, man, he doesn't get like enough charisma and enough credit for his charisma. No, he is because that's for me. That's my favorite part of Arnold. His charisma. It's incredible. Because yeah, the, the, the oh, yeah, just going back to Pumping Iron. Yeah, like the, he's you know like Arnold is uh you watch his movies. Yeah, everything is you know, wham bam whatever, right? But yeah. like it, but the way he uh, but if you look, when the, when the action dies down, yeah, when he's talking, he's he's. He's hilarious. You know, he's he's got really good delivery. Yeah, yeah. He never gets enough credit for what he does between the fights. Like if you watch um the conversation mm-hmm. with Jenny in mm-hmm. Commando. Yeah. All the stuff he's talking about before the helicopter comes in. That's like it's it's real father daughter shit. Yeah, exactly. Like he's really in there talking to his kid. Mm-hmm. And then even in um Conan the Barbarian, mm-hmm. when he's talking about the blueberries, him yep. and his father in the spring wind, mm-hmm. there's some touching shit there. Yep. His interactions with Subutai are all just gold. Oh, yeah. Even when he goes face down in the gruel. Mm-hmm. When he's sitting there and he's like bored of the with the combat and the stealing and the theft, and he's just fucking tired, face down the gruel. Oh, yeah. Even twins, he's, he's amazing. Twins, incredible. Yeah. When he's doing the, when they're eating and he's talking about the food and the yep. lookout stomach and all that shit, mm-hmm. he's really good. Oh, yeah. Arnold does not get it. And then every time you watch somebody, like, uh, I don't know if you've seen the Actually, new movie. You know what? Actually, to be honest with you, I think Arnold does get because I think people do like I think that's why he's he's his, we do. I no, I I think generally speaking he does because like I think he's there's a reason why he's so popular not just because of the movies but I think people appreciate how just how like, how good he is how good he is. I I think now and maybe like say post Terminator Two yeah but pre Terminator Two he was just a meathead. He's, oh yeah, he's a muscle bound meathead muscle who could be, barely yeah. act right. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I mean Hercules Actually, in New York again, he's then, pretty fucking good there too. Yeah, but then. Twins was before that too, but so he was, 
People could see the other side of him. I think they could in a way, but certain people. I think fans could, but the critics always gave him yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, critics-wise for sure. Yeah, yeah, he always got shit from yeah. people who really, like, who should know movies. Yeah, and I think that's why, uh, um, I think that's why also why True Lies works so much, because he was... Phenomenal. It was a it was a great action movie. Yeah. But uh, his acting was, like, he was incredible in that movie. Every daydreaming sequence when he's with um, the car salesman. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Not oh. Pullman. Pullman. Bill Pullman. No. Tom Arnold. No, Bill whatever. Oh, oh no. Uh, the other Pullman. Oh, that... Uh, from Fucking Al- Game Over, man. Yeah. Game Over, man. When, uh, he's, when he's with yeah, him in the car. Yeah, Aliens guy. And yeah, yeah. He's, he's in Paxton. Paxton. He's in such like perfect comedic timing form. Yeah. And, it's, and again, like I just think like James Cameron gets it, but but critics just don't seem to get it, right? Well, yeah. Critics, critics are, watch, are looking for other things in the movie. Like the, the, I think they... Well, add, they want a review bomb. Well, the thing is they, if they're... They will say like it'll be like in a passing comment. They're like, yeah, oh, yeah Schwarzenegger's uh, his personality. Yeah, shine. He goes personality shines through. Yeah, movie falls flat. Yeah, which is unfair. Which is I think is that guy gets is. a lot of unfair reviews. I was watching the um the Joe Weider movie. What's it called? Bigger something. Mm-hmm. The one where it's like Joe Weider's rise to fame. Yeah, and the whole idea is that like he's kind of like building his magazine, doing all that kind of crap, the mm-hmm. bodybuilding empire. And then yeah. he meets Arnold, and um I think it's Callum Callum Mosher, Callum von Mosher, the guy who plays Arnold in that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, looks really good. Does not look like Arnold at all. Like mm-hmm. when you compare him and Arnold's physique, you, but you'll never get that. You'll never get that from an actor, right? Yeah. Or a, a bodybuilder. Arnold just looked incredible. Mm-hmm. But it's just the the charisma that doesn't come through. Mm-hmm. Every time I watch that, I think the guy looks enough like him. Mm-hmm. He's kind of trying to go there, like especially when he's doing the um the the bodybuilder the pose down mm-hmm. when he's supposed to leave the stage. I think it's Sergio, and he mm-hmm. comes back and he's like, "One more bicep flex." And you're like, "Oh, here comes Arnold." Here comes Arnold. Yeah, but he just like he never gets that. Maybe they didn't get the chance. Mm-hmm. The script might not have been good enough. Yeah, but like Pumping Iron Era is the same guy as that Callum is playing, right? Oh yeah, like there's no there's uh, he's so fucking charismatic in Pumping yeah, Iron. Yeah, if anything, it's he's grown since then. Yeah, yeah, he's and, just gotten better. Oh, by the way, did you see the new uh um the new uh Christopher Nolan trailer? I did not. For Tenet? I did not see it. It's out. It's out there. Yeah, you can get you can get online now. Oh my goodness. It looks It looks incredible. It's pretty rad, huh? It looks incredible. Man, I yeah. will give that a go. It's uh even when I was watching, I'm like, what the hell am I watching? Actually, you know what? I'm yeah. not gonna give it a go. I like being surprised by his stuff. So maybe I'm just going to, yeah, to leave this one alone. Yeah, even like when I was watching it, I'm like, I have no idea what this movie's about. Oh, that's good. Yeah, you have when you watch it, because that's why I think you should watch it, because mm-hmm. even it will not give away. It doesn't anything. spoil anything. It just gives you a sense of what the movie's going to be like, mm-hmm. and you're like wa- totally, yeah, and you're just like, yeah. So you're, I'm watching, and I'm like, like, holy crap, that that boat is sailing backwards. <laughs> All right, it's so incredible. it's like, it's uh, cr- yeah, and it's memento like, through time. Oh, oh. it's like it, you know what it is. It looks like it look, looks like memento mixed with Inception. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it's weird. I'm down with that. Yeah. I do like how he's actually like a lot of a lot of directors these days don't. Mm-hmm. But Christopher Nolan is evolving as a filmmaker. Yeah, he said this is most my most ambitious movie ever. I love that. And it cost I think the budget was like two over two hundred million dollars to make. This oh movie. man, yeah. Don't you kind of wish it was like forty million? I do, but that but you don't see two hundred forty. You don't see over two hundred million. From what I see, you don't see two hundred million on the screen. It's huh. like because it, it just looked because that's why like it looks. Because when you make, make a big special effects movie, you could be like, okay, that's where they blew the budget. It's on the yeah. This one is like, it's everything is practical. So like that's why. So that's why it it the, his movies they look, they look high quality instead of high budget. Yeah, that that's just it. Even yeah. Inception, right? Yeah. Like when you watch Inception, there's so much of that is like actual practical effects. Yeah. 
kind of layered into the real world. Yeah. So even though they might not be next to an exploding fruit stand, yeah, that's an exploding fruit stand. Yeah, that's. I was just about to say that people <laughs> don't realize that that would, all those explosions were real. All that is real. Yeah. Like they just gathered a bunch of shit and then just like blew it up. And yeah. And they just layered one piece over another to make it look like the scene. Oh yeah. They they, but, they 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 pissed off like everyone who was living in that area or working in that area. They pissed off everybody. Really? Oh yeah. So were, were those practical effects in a real place or they did that on a studio? And that was in France. In France, yeah. really? Yeah. Wow, I did not know that. That was all, all those because they just set off air guns and yeah. they just um they just they just blew everything out. Oh, I didn't know it was actually like in a real location. Yeah, they, that was in a studio. Yeah, somewhere. they they DiCaprio and uh and that 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 girl they they got Juno. Uh, yeah, Juno. They they almost got they got hurt. Oh, get out of town! Yeah, really? not that bad, but they were like they were willing to do it. They're like they took yeah. some fruit shrapnel. Yeah, they had, they had some shrapnel in their <laughs> hair. Whatever. Watermelon seed came out of nowhere. Yeah, so, a little piece of paper. Yeah, paper it, cuts. Yeah, like so when you watch that movie, you'll be like, that was real. That and was that's real. The beauty of it, yeah. about it. Yeah. That's why, I mean, I think that's why, as fans of film, we're so into Christopher Nolan. We're mm-hmm. invested in this guy. I was talking to you earlier. We were talking about, um, like, filmmaking in general. Mm-hmm. Last Sunday's episode of uh, of Ray Donovan. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, you're you're in the middle. So if you're watching Ray Donovan, you, uh, you'll you know what it is, what's going on. If you don't, I mean, if you don't care, you can kind of, like, watch it for, for what it is. Mm-hmm. But Dash, uh, Dash Meehook, my hook, whatever his name is, the guy who actually plays... Uh, Ray's little brother mm-hmm. he's been Romeo and Juliet it's been a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. he directed that one and just like there were some choices in that were just really neat man like really well done mm-hmm. the way some shots were put together they were blocked out some color choices he made mm-hmm. just beautiful stuff if anybody likes the like lighting a scene learning about a scene framing all what, whatever you like about filmmaking in general yeah that's a beautiful one to watch just for the way it was shot mm-hmm. uh, it was really lovely yeah the um I'm, yeah I'm, and all practical effects all practical effects yeah that's... and they murdered a guy <laughs> That's that's one thing I, I I kind of like look for now before I'm gonna buy it like get a movie or something, whether it's for reference or whether it's for, uh, uh, an upgrade to like if I'm just have it on DVD or um it's a classic that I want to see like you know should I, should I get it in the highest quality possible? Mm-hmm. Um is uh was the movie shot in 35 millimeter? That's a big one. Yes, I mean that's because that's that's so you can tell like the um the quality is the quality be, goes into is it. going to be really really good, right? Anamorphic so, lenses. Yeah, exactly. Was it like you know digital red just kind of slapped together and exactly. shot running gun? Yeah. So I don't. That, that's certain movies. Like that's why I always go online. I'm like when I look at people's 4K. They say like, oh, here's my 4K movie collection, right? Like, yeah. some, and some guys like they they only collect. There's like yeah, I have these titles, and they'll tell you like this is true 4K. This one is like ah, oh, this one was upgraded. This one is this. People one. who know know exactly. Yeah. People who don't know just like looking at things. Oh yeah, like a lot of those guys and a lot of those people they don't have any Marvel movies in their collection. Well, there's really, I mean, look, if you're a collector who's collecting those movies because you like them all, like you want the entire story, the way you collect a comic book, mm-hmm. like if you collect a comic book run of, say, Amazing Spider-Man from the day Todd McFarlane got hired mm-hmm. until the day Mark Bagley left, yeah, there's going to be a lot of shit in between. Oh, yeah. There's going to be some Eric Larson in there, mm-hmm. and Mark Bagley put in some of his best work, and there's some Rick Leonardi. There's a lot of really great artists in there and good writers, right? David Michelin, a lot of really good content, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of shit in the middle, too. Yeah. But at the same time, you got to have it all. Yeah, that's true. And that's in my mind what happens with like the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Like there's a bunch of really nice gems in there, but there's a lot of shit in the middle as well that isn't shot really too well, might have a lot of issues, a lot of mistakes. I'm looking at you, Captain Marvel. Yeah. There's a lot of errors. In, oh, well, no, she, that's because it just came out. I'm not shitting on her or the movie, whatever. I haven't watched it. I don't care. But it's got like, it's like the most mistake-filled movie of 2019. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you're doing it because you're a collectioner. Or you're, a, you're a collector. Yeah. You want the entire collection, right? Oh, yeah. Like there's, uh, Whereas there's... you want quality of the film. Yeah. Like, and there's certain... Uh, uh, like certain movies that I've that I, because I, I I tend to prefer older movies to newer movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Scarface, yeah, the like, good, the bad, and the ugly. Good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. Um, uh, Lost Boys, whatever it is, 
And um, uh, but yeah, I find like th- those ones are like because there's very few movies now that are going to be considered classics, right? Yeah. And so, uh, like older movies, like the when you do your research for movies, like go on IMDb and like go down to like technical specifications, and that will tell you what kind of cameras there those movies were shot in. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you can decide whether or not like you hey, you know what okay the 4K is is, is going to be is going to be uh was produced from this negative. Yeah. And like from this camera, and if you, if you can look at it, if it's just 35 millimeter, whatever it is, 70 millimeter, even better. Mm-hmm. But like uh, if it's shot like that, if it's shot digital, don't even bother. Well, there's there's yeah. a reason why you'll never get the, you'll never get Phantom Menace to look as good as, never. as New Hope. Like yeah. it, it just won't happen. Yeah. If you watch Phantom Menace now and you watch, if you look at it, yeah. the special effect, they're terrible. They're you kind of have awful. to, wa- yeah, they're pretty awful. They're awful. You kind of have yeah. to watch that thing in 480 mm-hmm. on, on like a DVD yeah yeah on a square screen yeah it's like it, yeah you know it's like it's like sleeping with an itchy blanket in the in the middle of the woods you just, it just reminds it, it keeps you warm but it itches you but it, yeah. it reminds you how lucky you are i uh i i like it because it's star wars but i hate it for what it is yeah yeah <laughs> just just the choices made in that right yeah i know there's and there's that's like i uh, phantom menace it's like there's too many daytime shots it just feels like it's it's uh it's all daytime yeah if it's not daytime it's uh lit up yeah it's really it's batman forever yeah, pretty much. Yeah, even though it's nighttime, everything's lit up. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm um, John the Dragon Wilson, skull yeah. member of the gang or skull gang. Yeah, and that's the one thing I didn't like about the uh, um, uh, the 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 Batman four K, the one that just came out. Yeah, um, but we're talking Tim Burton Batman. Tim Burton's Batman. Batman yeah. yeah, and uh, it looks the colors are have all been like uh, like like neon blue saturated. Oh, really? And we so, just did we, did we just talk about this? I think you and me just did, right? Maybe not in the podcast, but I think we were just talking about it. I think it. yeah, I think yeah, we had we had an off-cuff discussion about yeah. this. And uh uh it's like it's very um it's blue washed completely. Like I should bring it over, you should take a look at it. Oh. And um I do know what you mean though. Yeah, the sound is uh is very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is like you know like the um Tim Burton has this he has a he likes to like make goofy sounds in his movies, right? Some of the music choices will be like, oh, yeah. it'll be kind of like, you know, he has his own kind of quirkiness to it, right? Mm-hmm. And the gunshot sounds, like the, they're... Well, there's bullet ricochets. Yeah, the bullet yeah. ricochets, right? You know those old school ones? That yeah. It's like, pew, like that, right? <laughs> Wait, how? Pew. Thank you. But <laughs> yeah. everybody you heard that knows what you mean, though. Yeah, exactly. Because so there is like, when a bullet would ricochet in a Western movie, mm-hmm. it had that kind of like, that sound. Yeah, and like, and the, the, remember like when, um, when he rescues Vicky Vale from the museum, mm-hmm. uh, and the, there's a car chase? Yeah. There's tons of those sounds, right? Those, they, they re-edited those, they did, they took the sounds out and put in like other, uh, sounds. Really? Like modern, like, gun sounds. Oh, I don't know if I, I like that, I, though. I, 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 I can hear it. I'm like, this is not, this, you have to, and I, I, I noticed that when I was listening to it, I'm yeah. like, this is not the, that grosses the me sound. out. That does gross me so, okay, a lot. It, it, that, that scene kind of it took me kind of took me out of the movie. Yeah, yeah. and it, that's life because like there's a lot of guns gunshots in that movie, right? But there, but it takes you. It kind of took me out of it. But I don't like that. But I will say this though, um, even though I think uh, the Dark Knight is probably the best Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Um, if if I had to sit through one of them again, I would be Batman. 89. The original, because yeah, the it, original is really good. Yeah, because the, the the regular Batman movie is such a great movie. Like it's a fantastic movie. Like it's it's borderline flawless, right? Yeah. But the original Batman movie is way more fun to watch. It is. It's not just fun to watch, but in my mind, it was the first time. And I'm as a comic reader, not as a guy who liked the the was it Batman sixty six. Yeah. Adam West. Forget the goofiness of it, right? But when you're a little kids and you read Batman, Batman 
never seemed to have a good time. Mm-hmm. He's always kind of grumpy. Yeah. Bruce Wayne, when he when he's in the Batcave, he took the uh, the cowl off, the suit was on, mm-hmm. and that's like that's in my mind that's the real Batman. Yeah. When he takes the suit, when he takes the cowl off, the suit is on, and mm-hmm. he's talking to Alfred. Yeah, that's right. That is the mix. That's the real personality. Mm-hmm. That's the middle ground one who is the real guy. But he never really has a good time. Yeah, and that's that's they they they, they did that in the Dark Knight, um, mm-hmm. like uh, a couple of times. Yeah, and uh, especially when he, uh, um, when he's talking to Alfred, he's after, talking to Alfred, after, and he's like, uh, after uh, and uh, Alfred, Hall dies. Yeah, and he's like, he's and Alfred was about to give him the letter, mm-hmm. and uh, but in the, the the regular Batman movie, it's like the, those <laughs> moments are like uh, they're really good. They're great. They're great because like at the same time, he's like when he's looking at the Joker, and he's trying to figure out who he is. Mm-hmm. He's talking to Alfred in the cave. Yeah, like the way he played it. It was light, but still serious. Mm-hmm. And then when he's talking to him in, in Vicky Vale's apartment, yeah. he's trying to like fool him and like pretend to get shot. Yeah. So he can learn more about the joke. I don't know what his, what his motivation was. Yeah. But like when he goes full um, uh, Michael Keaton, mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes straight up Michael Keaton on him. Oh, yeah. It's so fun to watch. Yeah. And and it, it and the thing it also is that that kind of like um, not evens it up, but, kind of, but I think kind of elevates it. Is that it? Still, it still feels like an '80s movie too. That kind of just adds to oh, it. Oh, totally does. Yeah. No, it, it is a it's a weird '80s movie. Like yeah. it kind of feels. It's got that Chinatown kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Where like you know everything's kind of noir and their suits and Knox has got the the fedora on all yeah, the time. Yeah, it's, it's like eight. It's like it was right where the '80s ended, and in fact, that's the '80s like where the where like movie making movie making ability was pushed to the limit. It was pushed to the limit, but style. Okay, so I've got this theory, right? That like we kind of had that redo of the 80s about five or six years ago mm-hmm. when everything sounded like one-hit wonders. We, yeah. we all wore the clothing that was like kind of reminiscent of the 80s but blander. Yeah. Like we had the same looking stuff but everything was gray and red. Yeah. White, gray, and red. It was mm-hmm. like it's just a blander version. Whereas the 80s were almost kind of like a redo of the 50s. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. You know, like it had that, that same look. Checkerboard floors. Mm-hmm. Like everybody kind of had fedoras and big shoulder pads and shit. People mm-hmm. were in big suits with high pants and mm-hmm. big fat ties. Look at Niles Crane from Frasier. Yeah. I mean, he's like a carryover of that style. That is true, yeah. But um, like that's how they looked in the 50s. Mm-hmm. They had that kind of look to him. So it was almost like a redo of the 50s. Yeah. And that mix of the 80s, 50s is just, it's it's in our heart, man. Oh, yeah. Like Pee Wee's Playhouse. Pee Wee's Playhouse is like born in the 50s, but made in the 80s. Yeah, I just watched the first episode. Uh... Two days ago? Oh, did you? It's on. It's on Amazon Prime or Netflix. The One entire, or the other. The entire series. I know Netflix has a lot of PV stuff on it. Yeah, it's probably, yeah. The it, PV's Playhouse is it's, yeah. I remember that song when that like, girl singing like yeah. Like your mind would just your mind would go bananas, man. And yeah, like. That yeah, that 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 show was incredible. It was rad. If yeah. if people don't know, man, they don't know. I yeah. mean, you either know and you're like, damn, I gotta go watch some PB. Yeah. Or you have never you never experienced it. Now you have kids and you should take your kids out of their phone mm-hmm. and plunk them in front of the TV and watch PB's Playhouse. Yeah, I am not sure how well it will translate like right now, but when oh. you watch it, it's it's incredible. It's like, madness. You're like I'm like, wow, I was raised like okay, like I, I watched that show religiously. There were so many things that were were born from P- like SpongeBob is born from PB's Playhouse. Oh, yeah. and there it, was it was so infla- influential. Oh yeah, like uh Tartarovsky, like all the stuff that he put out, yep. like Dexter's Lab, Samurai Jack, like all this stuff kind of has this you can tell this is a guy who probably watched a lot of Conan the Barbarian and PB's Playhouse. Oh yeah, like it was uh it's it was it was a show that wasn't afraid to take risks because it was just so far left field <laughs> and it just it, it just pushed the it let other people just push the envelope like so oh, good. Yeah, it was crazy. PB's Playhouse phenomenal. We could talk about that forever. Yep. I do want to go back to some of the remaster stuff we're talking about. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so did you have you ever watched any of the Passion of the Nerd stuff on um on YouTube? Passion of the Nerd. Yeah, it's this dude called Passion of the Nerd. It's his channel. I think it's like Ian or something like that. It's on. Is it on YouTube? 
on YouTube. Okay. So he's got a lot of stuff on there. But he did a uh, like we were we were kind of talking about cameras and stuff before the podcast. Like, yeah. Like called yesterday because we had a huge uh, gaff with Apple. Mm-hmm. Um. So actually, I, we got to get into that as well. But we'll get into that later on. Mm-hmm. Uh. So I started kind of going back to some YouTube stuff while I was watching. It's kind of like getting my mind clear. And he yeah. did something called the toolbox fallacy. the The whole point of that video was that if you have uh, any tool in your hand. But in your mind, like it's not good enough. The tools that I'm using now aren't good enough. Once I get a better camera, once I get a better computer, I can create better content. So why would I create content now when I can get better stuff and create content later? I gotta wait. And as soon as you get that better, better ability, the nice laptop, you get a better camera, you get whatever you need. Your toolbox becomes better. Mm-hmm. You still don't really create the good content. Mm-hmm. Like you're always, you're always gonna have like a this idea in your head that ah, but it's not good enough or I need this or I need that or my cables aren't fast enough, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like the fallacy is that your toolbox is fine. Just make good content now. Mm-hmm. So um, so if anybody hasn't watched it, I think it's a great video to watch. It's called The Toolbox Fallacy. The video, uh, the channel is called Passion of the Nerd. Um, I, I don't I don't know the guy, so we're not going to get a shout out back from him. So mm-hmm. listen, Passion of the Nerd. Yeah. Shout out, homie. Yeah. But um, it's really good. It's really well done. And also, Ted Forbes talked about on his channel, Art mm-hmm. of Photography. He's got a great video on there called uh, Your Photography. Nobody cares about your photography or mm-hmm. something like that, which kind of talks about the same thing in a sense. Mm-hmm. The content you create, just do it. Just whatever you're going to make. If it's good stuff and mm-hmm. you're making good content, keep making good content because really nobody's going to care about what you make. Mm-hmm. But if you're putting good work in the world, it's like somebody's going to see it. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you're going to inspire somebody. Somebody's going to pay attention to what you're making and and care about it. Yeah. Enough to tell somebody else. And if it gets out there, it gets out there. If it doesn't get out there, keep making good content. Mm-hmm. Like, don't pump shit out into the world, right? Yeah. Um, but as I was watching that Passion of the Nerd, he kind of pulled up. And this is like, all that was like segue. Mm-hmm. But it goes back to, he's got a video out there called uh, the Buffy HD Remaster. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the Buffy the Vampire Slayer Remaster? No. It's brutally bad. It is really bad. It's like television done wrong. Like when you watch the remasters of Star Trek, he does a really good breakdown. Like I'm going to paraphrase a ton of his stuff. He does a really good breakdown of when you watch Star Trek Next Generation or original series. The people who put the time into it mm-hmm. like seem to really care about their stuff. Yeah, the remaster of Star Trek on Netflix is incredible. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's not my cup of tea. I love the way the old one looked. Mm-hmm. I think there's some stuff that's too polished. Like I don't want to see every window on the Enterprise. I think it yeah, looks like, out of place. Yeah, like there's uh, some of the space scenes are like uh like they, they, I think it's really nice, but it's nice, but like uh it just it it kind of like takes away from the campiness of it. Yeah, it yeah. takes away from the feel of the original series, mm-hmm. right? But it's really well done. Mm-hmm. Like they they genuinely gave a shit about it. Yeah. Um, even uh, Next Generation looks really good. We haven't seen Deep Space Nine. We should, but fuck. Actually, that. just to, nice. just to reiterate that one. Actually, one of the guys who played he played a red shirt, and he was kind of involved. He did the stunt coordination for the, you know, those uh the fights on Star Trek. Yeah. You know the music would be like do 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 do. <laughs> Kirk yeah. versus Spock. Yeah, exactly. The guy who did the the the, the fight choreography for that for that show. Uh huh. He's the one who did the fight choreography for Die Hard. Get out of town, really. That's a that's a great tidbit. Movies that made us. Movies we're gonna come us. back to that in a second. Yep. But because that's all part of the part and parcel with mm-hmm. what we're talking about today. Um, but they were showing the the Buffy remaster, and it's like so. If people don't know, there are certain things like day for night shots, right? Mm-hmm. So you shoot in the daytime, but you filter it to make it look like nighttime. Yeah. And you can adjust your your color, your color uh, temperature, your RBGs to make it look really You're contrasting. Different. Yeah. Contrast mm-hmm. everything to make mm-hmm. it look different. Lots of lots of shows do it. A really great moment in um, day for night shots is in Point Break when they're doing the night surfing. Yeah. When they do the close-up and he's sitting on the board talking to the girl, uh, Lori Petty, mm-hmm. it's nighttime. And when they pull back and they do all the hard surfing, mm-hmm. all daytime, 
but they filter it to make it look like nighttime. And it ends up looking eerie and beautiful, like really well done. She was the girl. She was the lady with the black hair, right? Yeah, Tank Girl. Tank Girl, right? Yeah. Oh man, she's she's been, she's been reduced to like D level movies. Yeah, it's pretty rough. I saw like you know those 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 uh. Like Amazon has a ton of those cheap, really bad movies, right? Oh, the the B movie quadrant. Yeah, like there's one called uh, like where, uh, I think like some, I think it's like Aliens Run Wild on Earth or something like that. And then she's part of this group that has to, like, and she's it's her and Lou Diamond Phillips. Awful. Oh my god. That's it's, that's yeah, a rough cast. Yeah, it's like it's like it's so bad. It's not those even, are two A listers. Yeah, who've been reduced to like D. Yeah, Point Break. F-list. Yeah, Point Break and Young Guns. Yeah. To Whatever the fuck this was. Yeah, it was called Road 666. That's what it's called. Oh, that's it, gross. It's a vampire movie. Not even Young Guns, man. That's La Bamba. That's Richie Valens. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. But when Richie Valens, the, the big bopper and Buddy Holly, when they all die in the plane crash as a mm-hmm. little kid, I was I was sad for a while. Yeah, man. I, lo- I loved uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. Uh, he was awesome. Mm-hmm. He was good in, like, almost everything he did. But anyway, going back to the, the yeah, thing. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. The, the remaster is rough. Like, I mean, there are scenes when you can see the crew, the crew mm-hmm. in the shot clearly mm-hmm. um the day for night sequence when buffy's walking on the beach when it was like a beautiful red sunset yeah is all of a sudden like 12 p.m yeah or, or like 12 in the afternoon hard blue light like it's just goofy oh. so it just goes to show like not all like you're saying when you collect certain things certain uh film to like learn from or because you enjoy them like there's some really great examples of shitty oh yeah shitty remasters out like, there. like I'll, I'll give you one example is um the one movie that i think should have been like uh one of the best ones. Hmm. Uh, one of the best like 4K movies to come out, like uh, just for solid media, mm-hmm. is uh, that I, I that would that should have been like no like like a no brainer like no brainer. You have to if you see it, grab it. Doesn't matter what it costs, you should grab it. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, Terminator Two. It's rough. Terminator, you can't even like uh, like if you buy like no one. It's it's on sale right now. You can get it for like ten dollars, fifteen dollars. Yeah, it's not a great transfer. Nobody wants it. It's weird too because I mean it seems like. The the people who could have done it, James Cameron should have been. Should have yeah, su- they're all kind of back it. there now, but they just they rush it out quick, and there are people involved who didn't give a shit about it. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, like you know, he there's there's other uh, um, you know there's other uh, James Cameron movies that are that will get the same like Titanic got a great, got a great treatment about uh, mm-hmm. for his uh, for one of his movies, and I think. Why wouldn't Terminator 2 be at the top of the list? Like you would think Terminator 2, when you think James Cameron. You think, I, with, me, with me and yeah, you anyway, I think yeah. I think Terminator. I think Terminator. Yeah. Terminator 2. I don't think Avatar. I think Terminator. Avatar sucks. I mean, whatever. <laughs> Shit on no, me no, way no, too no, much. Man, I, I don't, I don't bl- there, You know there's no real... Timeline? There, no, there's no real... I don't think there's about, I don't think there's going to be a, a lot of hunger for uh, for Avatar. <laughs> well, I mean, they were, that was in the news today, right? Yeah. There's a, a whole idea of like, you know, it's been a while. Do we still care about it? And then his answer, I, well, I guess the answer he's been giving is like, think about it, that we're making two animated movies back to back. And when you look at an, an animated movie, it's about four years. Mm-hmm. And we're making more than that. So we're kind of on track for 2021. Yeah. So I, but who's going to give a shit though, buddy? I mean, I, I don't. But you think, here's the thing though. I think people will be, since the Star Wars will be, Star Wars will die down mm-hmm. and Disney will probably die down. Like, sorry, uh, Marvel will probably die down maybe a little bit. Yeah. People are going to be hungry for something. They need something. They need something. Yeah. They, they got to get their dick up for something. Exactly. So I think. And like was, both girls and guys all love Avatar. Yeah. So I, I, I think the, because uh, like when you think about like popular movie franchises, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you think about Harry Potter. Okay. You think about uh, the Lego series. Like you think about, um, what's another one? Uh, die hard. Die like well. Think of what, what, what <laughs> I just threw that out think, there. Think man. of from the nineties and two thousands. Yeah. Like, what are some big uh, movie franchises? TMNT. 
Yeah. When, when we were kids, man, like well, when you heard Secret of the Ooze and you yeah. heard the third one's coming out, like I still look back fondly on those. Die Hard, you look back yeah. fondly think on. Think about, like, even think about the 2000s. Like, what came, what came out like, that are big ones? Like major franchises? Yeah, look, 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 okay, look at the Marvel movies, for example. Okay, right? we've got The Matrix. Yeah, look at The Matrix. Look yeah. at, so, like, those are ones that are ingrained in us, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we always talk about, we can't, like, you know, that, uh, that have stayed within the culture, right? Is Avatar really there? Are, I, people, are people still talking about it? I think, okay, so like every now and then my mom will bring it up because she wants to watch Avatar again. Mm-hmm. She's like, I really liked it. I want to watch it again. But do you see it in the popular culture? No, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like she's not a good, like a good benchmark or a good, a, uh, no. a yeah. litmus test yeah. for who wants to watch Avatar. Mm-hmm. She just really thought it was cool looking. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And I asked her like, what did you like about it? She said, I don't know. I kind of liked it. I think I should watch it again to actually like watch it again. Yeah. That's it. She doesn't even remember the movie. Yeah, I think with Avatar is like I, I have no doubt that Avatar will will deliver visually, but it's got to, the, the 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 main thing that that, that I hated about Avatar was the storyline. I it hated was, it. It was Pocahontas. It was Pocahontas. <laughs> yeah, and, Avatar uh, is just straight up remake of Pocahontas. Yeah, so like I understand he's pushing his environmental agenda, which is you know that's that's up to him. Right? That's cool, man. Yeah, but uh, so this one, do, are people gonna want to go out and just see a special effects? extravaganza probably not they, mm-hmm. they want word of mouth has to be like this you you, you have to watch this movie like this the storyline is like it's they, they have they have to go in there saying like uh this destroys avatar this has got heart yeah this, this, this yeah this, movie, this movie's unreal yeah. it has effects yeah it has a storyline mm-hmm. you will not believe yeah that this is a sequel to avatar yeah like when you go in there you're gonna be like your mind's gonna you're gonna be you're gonna it's gonna it's blow got your to melt away. your brain yeah so like that's the pressure that uh james cameron put on himself mm-hmm that's exactly it. Yeah, so it it really is like I mean, and and not to get like too like weird about it, but it's kind of like Avatar has got to be Robert Johnson, yeah. And Avatar yeah. two has got to be Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix. It's yeah. like you've got to be like what? Yeah. I mean, he was doing some great stuff with the guitar. Yeah. Like, really groundbreaking shit. Mm-hmm. But who's this guy? Yeah, like he has to put his money where his mouth is, and be like, he has yeah. to make, he has to make something that no one's ever seen before. Yes. So uh, and that's I think it's gonna be really hard to do. Yeah, and like, it's taken all this time. And it's it's gone. Avatar has gone out of the pop, got out, got out of popular culture. I think it, I think it has. I mean, I I think you're I think you're right. I think there yeah. was a time there, like when Avatar came out, when we were making Avatar jokes. Yeah. Like USB hair. Yeah. And uh, like Avatar had a porn parody. Like it all it had a bunch of stuff going on that was making it part of the popular culture. Yeah. Like people like uh, would um, I think at the gym I think I told you some guy took off his shirt and he has <laughs> he had like Avatar skin like the of those whatever those <laughs> Navi tattooed on. Yeah, t- tattoos. His, his most of his body was tattooed. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and poor I was look- guy. Yeah, I was looking at that. I'm like, I'm like, I was like, buddy, that, that that's pretty cool. And because uh, I think that he wanted the compliment. Yeah. But uh, same time, I was like, you know <laughs> that? Like, yeah, I'm like, you know what? Okay, that, that doesn't come off. That's like in the '80s, people who got wears the beef tattoos. Yeah. It's like really. Mm-hmm. I mean, like people are gonna forget. <laughs> people are gonna forget that's, that's a, a fad thing. yeah that's a fad now you're 90 or you're whatever how old you are yeah look old people with tattoos are cool but an old guy that wears the beef tattoo yeah if that's your only one or what roger stone with the nixon tattoo on his back oh god like, roger oh stone. what are you doing that's that another nightmare that's another nightmare so, so I, there are certain things yeah. that kind of like fall to shit exactly so i was like you know what well we'll see what happens no. and um uh just two things i want to mention um uh number one i'm I'm gonna lose that bet between me and you. Oh, the impeachment bet. Yeah. I'll well, lose. you you mean the well, he you've kind of won half the bet. I've won half the bet. But he the, has been impeached. But the, the, but the impeachment the, does not mean conviction. No, this other half is gonna make me. I'm gonna lose for sure. Well, I mean the uh, the bet does have us eating an MRE. 
which we do want to do again. Well, you know, you don't have to eat it. I, I, I enjoyed it. it last time. Okay, well, yeah, if you want to eat it with I've me. always kind of said, like, anybody who hears us, like, all the all the military guys we hear are like, what do you mean you like the MRE, you maniac? You fucking idiot? I'm like, yeah, but we don't have to eat them all the time. No. For us, an MRE is a fun little thing. We're going to open up. This is the size of a shoebox that suddenly turns into a 12-course meal. And it's just, it's a neat thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very neat. I don't know what's in there. But I opened it up and it's got Smarties and snack cakes and a beef stroganoff. Actually, what we should do is we should eat it while we're watching Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have the camera facing the other way so we don't get sued. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just eat it and watch it and talk about the movie. Yeah. I still think we need to do that director's commentary for um, for Lake Placid. Yeah. So we should do that. Uh, but Ak- but that would be Akira fun to movie? eat. It. <laughs> the which? The Akira movie? Akira. Yeah. No, it's the Lake Placid. Star Wars. Star Wars movie. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Dude. Sorry. Dude, <laughs> Lake I've, Placid I've, I've, Star I've, Wars. I haven't seen Lake Placid in such a long time. It's a remake of New Hope. Yeah, and um, another thing I wanted to mention is that uh, there is a He-Man of Masters of the Universe and new animated cartoon is coming to yeah, yeah. on Netflix. Yeah, I just yeah. saw your uh, your He-Man sword there. So that's Kevin Smith, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Kevin Smith has got his hands in that. That is right. Yeah. Uh, we're not we're not nearly done yet. You kind of like did the whole thing where we're finished. No, I just wanted to like insert that right in there. Oh, all right, because yeah. you know we're 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 hitting like peak mental. Yeah, no, mental work here. Yeah, no, um, not really too I just much. I want to slide in before though. I forgot it. <laughs> That's good, man. That's all good. But um, there was. Let's see. Well, we got we got things that were relevant to what we were talking about. Movies that made us. You just watched that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you get through the entire thing? The only one I didn't watch. I haven't watched yet is Dirty Dancing. Well, that's that's one that you really do. You need to. Uh, I don't like, need to make yeah, it. Yeah, like, I, I like that movie, but um, it's uh, I have yet to get to it. But the the best one was my favorite one was Die Hard. I do like how it's got. I haven't seen them, but I watched the. I kind of got into like the synopsis of each one. Mm-hmm. I do like how it's got Die Hard and the remake of Die Hard. Yeah, Home Alone. Home Alone. Yeah. 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 So here's a fun fact. Before we get into that, all those are going into the Disney Vault. Home Alone and Die Hard. So remember, like Christmas would roll around, and you'd be like, "Oh, let's watch Die Hard on TV, whatever it's going to be." Mm-hmm. And then uh, some theaters would show Die Hard for Christmas and yep. Home Alone for Christmas, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yep. No more, homie. So Disney owns all that shit now. Yeah. Monopolies. Monopolies got them. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I have I, I own both movies. Well, I mean, you can still yeah. buy them. So you can still download oh, yeah, them like, on Google Play. And oh, you yeah. Can download, like, you can go, go buy the DVDs. Oh, yeah. Like there's yeah. Um, uh, I think how much how much was uh, Home Alone was like five bucks. That's pretty rad. Yeah. The 4K of because I was like, I don't want Die Hard to go away. So I got them to Google Play. Uh, yeah. And I got, I got Die Hard on 4K. The 4K of Die Hard on digital copy mm-hmm. is $7. $7. I will, I will do that right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Do that in a hurry. Yeah. it's Because um, like those, like Home Alone, I think is a movie that people should own. I uh, honestly believe it. I think it is a classic. Yeah. Whether whether people realize it or not, we talked about the whole thing with um the, the Tanner twins there mm-hmm. on uh, Home, not Home Alone. Full House. Full House. Those kids, and that the other one included, Kevin McAllister. Mm-hmm. Fucking, what's his name? Went crazy. Michael Jackson, the actual actor. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Why, why can I not Macaulay remember Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. They, again, in the in the list of actors who don't get enough credit, mm-hmm. they do not get enough credit. Oh, yeah. Like, Home Alone, man. That kid is phenomenal He's amazing. Movie. Yeah. He's so good. Actually, I, th- I thought he was just as good in Uncle Buck. Just as good. Yeah. yeah. He, was, well, he was younger in Uncle Buck. Didn't get as much screen time. Didn't carry the entire movie. Yeah. But you're right. He was just as good in Uncle Buck. And probably the performance in Uncle Buck is what got him home alone. Oh, yeah. Like that one-on-one he had with like... Remember that interview he had with the, when he was interviewing uh, uh, Jim Can- uh, John John Candy's character? Oh, yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah. At the table? Yeah. What's your name? What's your name? Who are you? Who are you? How do I know you? Are you married? Yeah, you married? It's so good. Do you ever ask you always ask these many questions? He goes, I'm a kid, that's my job. I'm a kid, that's my job. (laughs) He's so phenomenal in that. Man, and and when you think about 
Like he carries the entire movie in Home Alone. Yeah, he's he's in he's in sixty percent of it. Yeah, just just him. He's just hanging around. Yeah, and uh, talking to himself. Yeah, putting and, on shaving fucking cream aftershave. Yeah, unbelievable. Actually, that okay. So I would say, yeah, they're all good. The ones I've watched, the one even uh, Ghostbusters was unreal. The movies that made us. Yeah, the movies that made us. Uh, that one was crazy because like it was, um. There were so many um, problems with the like, making the movie. Like they said, uh, we have this idea for a movie. Mm-hmm. So they went to uh, uh, they went to ask for for the budget. The budget was they said, "What what do you need?" They're like, hey, well, you spent this much money on this movie, right? Goes, we're asking for twenty five million dollars. And at that at that in nineteen eighty two, that was a lot of money, man. And they but they said like, uh, "Okay, who well, who's in the movie?" They basically asked like, "Who's in the movie?" They're like we have these comedy legends, yeah. And they're like, "Fuck yeah, just give them, just give them the money." You know, like all the guys who made Caddyshack good and yep. Saturday Night Live, yeah. And they need outside the- of Chevy Chase, we got all those guys. Oh yeah, like they're like said, "Okay, we need a, um, well, now we need a, uh, a, a, we need we need one another actor." And they're like, "Because like, uh, John Belushi was uh, supposed to be uh, Bill Murray's character. He but, was gonna be Venkman, yeah. And yeah. Uh, but he passed away sadly. And then mm-hmm. they were supposed to get Eddie Murphy, yeah. And that didn't pan out, so they got Ernie Hudson instead." And then uh, Ernie Hudson, like, because he's not in the movie that much, so he was he's asking to be in the movie like in more scenes, and he got pissed off at that. And even his manager was like, "How come he's not in this scene? How come he's not really? In this? Yeah. Oh wow. And uh, uh, I remember there was they were talking about how uh, they knew they had a hit, but the problem is is that they they had to film the movie twice. So say whatever you film, film it twice. Really? Okay. So, every, so, so that was like so there's two takes of everything. But that that's the idea of they had the the straight take. The improv take. No, they had this. Yeah, they had. Two, they had always had a straight take for everything, right? Yeah. But the thing is that they they didn't own the they didn't own the rights to the name Ghostbusters because well, that's why it's called the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, because Phil, Phil Vision, who owns, who did. Uh, if you guys remember the He Man and Shira cartoons, mm-hmm. Filmation, uh, Filmation, right? Yeah. So they they uh, they own the rights to that because there was a cartoon on there called the Real Ghostbusters. Did you ever watch it. that? It's yes, ca- it was called Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghostbusters. And it was two guys and a jalopy that went through time. Exactly. And a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> so it they, was it was really something. So they um so the so the so uh the uh so Ghostbusters the company that was being made it was owned by Coke mm-hmm. and Coke would not uh would not pay for the rights mm-hmm. for the the term so un, up until the very end so like they would film a scene with like when they come to the fire hall and it says uh it says Ghostbusters on it and they had to film it again with it says the ghost uh. Ghost catchers, ghost uh, whatever it was, ghost eaters or whatever <laughs> it was. Ghost breakers, yeah, ghost breakers, yeah. Was that what it was? That's what it was called, ghost breakers. Thanks. And uh, uh, so they had to film it twice. Every scene they had to film that twice. That is amazing. Yeah, that is crazy, crazy. crazy. I had no idea. And at the end, they said, uh, and then I remember the producer was saying, like, uh, so what do we do now? Because like, forget, they're like, forget the problems, just keep moving forward, just keep now, shooting. Keep I knew, shooting. um, like I knew there was a Ghostbusters. Yeah. Because like as a kid, I, like, I'm, I'm sure you must have seen it too. But that cartoon was still on. Oh yeah, I watched. Like it, it was Hanna Barbera and Filmation or something. Yeah. And they had that cartoon on. We watched it, and then they had because every now and then you would turn the TV on or read the TV guide because that back in the day you get that on paper. Mm-hmm. And it would say Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. You'd be like Ghostbusters, yeah. half an hour. It's a cartoon, mm-hmm. so you sit there and you wait for five thirty to roll around. Yeah, and it's the fucking monkey cartoon. Yeah, it's like it's it's which which is all it was good. It was good, but then when you watch Ghostbusters, they're the yeah, actual it's so good. It's it's not even compared. So I think they use like a lantern or a flashlight to catch the ghosts in the other one. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like it's kind of like Luigi's Mansion or something. Yeah, very much. Yeah, it's um, but it's, um, again, like they they had it, and then from a, from what I remember, like you know growing up with the mythology of it is that they just pretty much did it anyway i didn't know they filmed two scenes mm-hmm. but i always thought they just did it anyway and then just bought them out because i think even um the the cartoons got like a little bit of like mythology behind that too right mm-hmm. where they had the ghostbusters cartoon then they just called it the real ghostbusters 
because that was enough to differentiate it. Yeah. And they just got so popular. They just ate the other ones like time, essentially. Yeah, they, they ate the other ones, the idea, the, mm-hmm. the, the Mandela effect. You're like, no, there's only one Ghostbusters. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think there's, um, I think the next series that they might make is the, is the cartoons that made us. That'd be rad. That'd be I, I'd be, one. I'd be really happy to see that. Yeah, I think uh, with, uh, and because there's a lot, there's a lot. And uh, um, for, for Die Hard, it was more like, how do they sell Bruce Willis as an action star? Because oh yeah, Moonlighting. It was like he was you, a comedian. If you watch it, like there was such a struggle to because people they, when they screened the movie for the first time, mm-hmm. people were laughing at it. Oh, I'm not surprised. They're like because like they're like uh, they didn't know they thought they it was comedy know. and the, the, the special effects weren't weren't uh, and even like even when they were filming Ghostbusters, they showed the movie, they screened it, mm-hmm. and uh, there was no special effects in there. And oh, then, that's yeah, brutal. Yeah, like because like Slimer, they said <laughs> for Slimer, they said yeah, we have to make this, we have to like uh, we have to model it after. Um, uh, uh, John Belushi's yeah, his like his uh, it's, it's Belushi's ghost. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Slimer. It's, if nobody else gets that, it's well, it's Bluto's ghost. Yeah, yeah, Bluto Blutarsi. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, um, uh, it's interesting how like when you go behind the scenes and the show is so well made, like it's incredible. Like, well, the the toys that made us yeah is shot beautifully. Oh yeah, if you so like, I'm not surprised. Oh these yeah, guys this, this is amazing. Yeah. Like how how they shot it and. Uh, um, they insert like when they make a point about like yeah so Bruce Willis was not like uh, he was not but then they insert like a, a a quote from the movie like a scene from the movie just to like mm-hmm. accentuate the point it's crazy oh, it's fun I love it when they, I I've really been digging Netflix documentaries right now it's crazy there's a there was this weird thing that happened right when like Netflix had these great documentaries when we first got onto it mm-hmm. we didn't have the same kind of content as the states but we had some really good documentary content yeah and then everything started looking the same. Mm-hmm. Like everything was either a food show or a travel show, mm-hmm. but it was all just like flat, bland information being pumped into your head, kind of boring stuff. Yeah. And now we're kind of still doing that with the food stuff, but there's this like other kind of documentary out there. There's yeah. There's like the movies that made us, the mm-hmm. toys that made us, Wild Wild Country. Yeah. And they are they are out there, man. Oh, They're yeah. wonderful. I did like, I, I don't mind the food stuff. Like I love, I love Chef's Table. It's, no, um, well, those are all Yeah, right. those are good, right? But like, um, but there's so I, many carbon copy ones. Yeah. Now that, now there's just too many of them. Yep. And I just feel like they're just showing it for the sake of like content. Um, yeah. Like, um, oh, uh, it's content. It's something like, and they add like, stars to it. David Chang eat one more street food item. And chuckle with another moron. Yeah, like I'm gonna slap that guy in the mouth. Yeah, like I don't. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't. Like I like David Chang. Like, uh, I think, but I'm sick of him. But like I'm like that's just too much now. Yeah, I got too much, buddy. Yeah, like I've seen you on everything, talking about how great whatever is. And I know your entire life history. Yeah, I've seen you tell everybody, mm-hmm. and now you've got some chucklehead like Seth Rogen, who I don't mind, but I don't want him. Smoking pot and eating street food. No, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, Seth, I'm, I'm tired of Seth Rogen too. Yeah, yeah so. I'm just I'm sick of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Which is maybe why we gotta. I'm telling you, man, we gotta get on it. I've got that concept in my head still. We gotta get our cameras out there and start shooting. Yeah, Toolbox yeah. fallacy. Yeah, doesn't matter what you have in your hands right now. Just make good content. Yeah, we gotta start making our own good content. I agree. Which um kind of leads into something else we'll talk about um at the beginning of our next show, which is our last show of the year. Mm-hmm. Or we'll just tack on the beginning of this one later on, or do a standalone. Yeah, next week's our ne- next week is our last show, right? Next week is our last one. Yeah, but we kind of have a change happening with our Apple content. Yes. So um, the BSFW podcast will t- be turning into just a BSFW podcast, mm-hmm. and we're not going to do it yet. But we're going to do a huge turnover where all of our stuff from Apple changes. Mm-hmm. So if anybody is listening to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, they're going to have to look for us on. Uh, oh, again at the bottom of your drink. No, no, yeah, I got the. The salt, the, the sugar, the salt, all the solids of, of the matcha. <laughs> Yum. All in one good go. Bitter. 
But um, let's get back to it. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to be changing up our, our podcast format for Apple. Mm-hmm. Same stuff. SoundCloud will be the same. Google is the same. iHeartRadio, I think, will be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not, it'll be back sooner, sooner than later. Yeah. And then we're going to be available on Stitcher and uh, some other stuff as well. But iTunes will probably be a little bit different. So I think in your pocket, when you're listening to us, we're going to be putting out like a three-minute episode just being inform- information. Mm-hmm. The title might change a bit. Might go like old BSFW for a little while, and then it's just going to disappear. Mm-hmm. Just because we had some strange stuff happen over at Apple. Nothing weird. Nobody hacked us. Nobody gives a shit about us. Yeah. But just there, there were certain things that happened over there that made me want to just move things over a little bit to streamline our content. Mm-hmm. So all our old content will still be there, but our Apple name is going to change a bit. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we're just going to start pushing our ads out again. So we're mm-hmm. going to get a lot more listeners off of that. But we'll we'll do that when it comes. Mm-hmm. And then we'll tack that on to the beginning of uh, another episode sooner or later. Yeah. Um. Hey, Brie Larson is doing an... Uh, like a Brie Larson likability tour. Have you noticed that? Kind of going back into the idea of movies. She's been on Jimmy Kimmel. She's sending funny tweets to Chris Evans and like just getting more and more coverage as being a likable person again. Cause like she might be the push to be the next captain of the Marvel universe. So she's been out there just like being likable and it all seems kind of phony cause she's already been so unlikable for the last few years. Like last, like since Captain Marvel came out, <laughs> she's doing her likability tour and it is fun to watch. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like, she's hosting. And you know, you know, and I don't want to shit on Brie Larson because I, I really feel like she's in a weird spot. She's been kind of told that you're the next big thing. Maybe it went to her head. Maybe it didn't. Maybe she's she was fooling around, like goofing around a little bit with the character and all the Chris uh, Hemsworth fucking Don Cheadle stuff. Who knows, right? Fuck, man. I couldn't care less. I couldn't Who care knows? Less. Yeah. But it is kind of funny because you know Disney has pumped in like big money to get her to like, ho- like Kimmel didn't need a night off. She needed publicity. Wasn't she wearing a suit at that point? I don't know. I think she... she I don't know oh, what she was wearing. Oh, for fuck's sakes, man. But, um... No, no, she was wearing, no, I, she was wearing I, a dress. I, I, I she looked want, really good. I don't want to act like I don't want to talk about this. Keep going. Yeah, no, no. It's not that. It's just the idea of, like, what a company will do to push their product. That's oh, what yeah. I'm getting at. It's yeah. like, when you think about that, she didn't just send a cool tweet out to Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. She didn't challenge the captain. She was told by corporate that you've got to do something to make yourself more likable. Mm-hmm. Because we think right now... Everyone hates you. think you're likable. Yeah. Everybody seems to not like you. Mm-hmm. And we're putting a lot of money into getting you out there. Yeah. And Captain Marvel is going to be a big deal. So we need you to fucking show up, show up and tell jokes and smile more. Mm-hmm. You should smile more. Yeah. You know, you look a lot better if you smiled. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's just, just, it just kind of creeps me out. The, the fact that you have to be told how to do that and stuff yes. like that, it's like, it's, um, it just comes off as like, you know what? If you're going to put all that effort into like making yourself more likable, you can't do that naturally. I don't even want to. That want I, nothing to do with you. Here's the thing: like, I think she can. I think when you look at her old interviews with like uh, Craig um, Ferguson, like when she would go on the old Late Late Show. Yeah, back then, super that, fucking likable. Yeah, like I didn't mind. I actually like. I loved her back then. I can't think of anything she's been in that she hasn't done her best. Yeah, to, like, like Kong show up. Skull right? Island, like, like yeah, you were Kong? saying Skull Island was good. I loved her in that. Room yeah. was good. Mm-hmm. Um, all the stuff she, like Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. She played a really great villain in Scott was Pilgrim. She, was she in that? Um, uh, what's that movie called when she was uh, with Yoquan, Yoquan Phoenix? Yoquan? Yeah, what's that? I, I think we talked about it. Was it Vice? No, Vice something, wasn't it? Oh, um, Inherent Vice? Inherent Vice. Is, that, is she in that? I, is, no, no, that's, um, oh, who, no that's, the, that's the lady from, uh, from Prometheus. No, not okay. Prometheus, uh, uh, Alien Covenant. Okay, I don't know. Yeah. Because I, I didn't see that. There are two movies that came out at the same time that mm-hmm. seem similar. There's yeah. that one. There's the Ryan Reynolds, or no, uh, the other Ryan, Drive Ryan. Gosling. Gosling, yeah. Ryan Gosling and um, Gladiator. 
Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. The nice God, guys. Man, did I eat too much sugar today? Yeah. yeah, The Nice Guys. And that was the one that I watched instead of Inherent Vice. Yeah. And man, that's a that's a fun the movie. The Nice Guys is such a great movie. <laughs> when you get to the hospital, tell the doctor you got a spiral fracture. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? This is gonna fucking break his arm. I know that that it movie is, so is like that movie is incredible. I love that movie. That's the kind of stuff that Shane Black has got to do more of. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see Shane Black do anything else except for like buddy cop. Or buddy criminal movies. Yeah, I don't want to see another Predator movie. I don't need it. No. Give me another Lethal Weapon. Yeah. You know what? Do do like a new Lethal Weapon and get Shane Black to write and direct that. Yeah. And and give me give me a Nice Guy sequel. Give yeah. me anything else. Yeah. If you haven't seen the uh, if you haven't seen that movie, go, like, go watch that movie. That movie's hilarious. Man, it is. Uh, it's right up there with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh yeah, for sure. Got another Shane Black legendary yeah. classic. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> the, the, well, he wasn't a singing detective, but he's a gay detective. Mm-hmm. But he was more t- he was tougher and more butch yeah. than everybody else who's supposed to be a tough guy. Yeah, Val Kilmer just walking around beating the shit out of people. Oh yeah, Val Kilmer was unbelievable in that movie. God, it's what so a great good. duo! Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer, yeah. Iron Man and Batman mm-hmm. together. You really realize how short Robert Downey Jr. is, though. He's so tiny. Like he's a little fella. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm not a giant guy, but I think I got some weight on that guy. But he's like a like a tenth degree black belt or something. Yeah, like that. that that of that I have no I have no doubt. Yeah. yeah, he's like a Wing Chun motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, people don't realize Robert Downey Jr. has like taken the time to get himself mentally and physically in order. Yeah. After all the shit that he went through. Yeah, he did a complete one eighty. A complete one eighty, mm-hmm. and now he is like a, a real world destroyer. Yeah. Like he can one inch punch people. Yeah, I think um cave in your chest. Yeah, I think. Did you? Oh, by the way, did you see the new Top Gun trailer? Nah, I'm staying away from all that. I, I don't want to. I saw it. I uh, I am interested. I'm gonna go see it in theaters. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna I'm see definitely it. I'm definitely gonna go see it. You can't like we can't not see it. But because um, you're never gonna see that again. No, this is it. I don't think you'll because you're never gonna see a realistic aerial fl- aerial fighting movie. Mm-hmm. You're never gonna see that in theaters again. What about in Top Top Gun Three: Return of Goose? Uh, you think we're gonna get through? I think I think that's what this movie is basically is. It's his son. His son is there, and his son has the same mustache as his dad. Oh no way! Yeah, it's that Miles Teller, right? Yeah, yeah. I I don't hate him. I don't he's mind been, him at he's all. He's been in a couple shitty movies. Yeah, like, but he's good. Like I watched the second trailer, and if you watch the uh, um, the, the aerial fighting in it, mm-hmm. it's insane. It's literally really? insane. It looks incredible. I uh, I did see the so after all the talk of Tom Cruise telling you how to watch movies the right way, mm-hmm. watch it in in, in no interpolation. It's going to have the smoothing turned yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Just turn your smoothing off. Be yeah. cool, right? Yeah. And then he puts out a trailer for Top Gun in like full like vertical video. Mm-hmm. So it matches your phone. <laughs> and people are like, Tom Cruise, we thought you were cool, Tom Cruise. Yeah. And you're going to give us vertical video? Yeah, I went back at my TV and turned it on. They <laughs> 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 <Aww. laughs> <Setting on. laughs> go back. And t- you know what? If he's going to screw us with vertical video, I'm mm-hmm. going to put the... The smoothing back on yeah. my TV. Like I, t- I turned mine off, and, he, and you could you could totally tell the difference. Oh no, you, you really can't. Yeah, no, no. But but I will give it a go because I mean I did see a little bit of the Twitter video of the uh, like the forest in the snow mm-hmm. when he's like coming around and doing all the maneuvers. Oh yeah, yeah. And it looked pretty good. Yeah, this the, the second trailer like there's there's so it's all aerial fighting. It's all aerial stuff. Huh? It's incredible how he does it. It's pretty like the making of the the aerial stuff. Like there hasn't been a lot of it on YouTube yet. Not a lot of it out there. There's actually there's actually a six minute video on like on the making of that movie and how they shot it. Yeah, but that that is really cool. Like yeah, when he's got they, him in the actual cockpit. Yeah, and they so they, Tom Cruise is like yeah he goes and he goes they have like mini cameras mm-hmm. that are almost like IMAX yeah. and they they put him inside the cockpit. That's an, it's that's incredible. incredible. And Tom Cruise is like yeah he goes and then Jerry Bruckheimer was like yeah you're never gonna see a movie like this again. See this yeah. is what I want to see movies do more of. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I want to see more innovation in filmmaking. Yeah, that's that's the reason I want to see this movie. I don't yeah. care about the storyline. 
No, well, I kind of do. I don't. I, I honestly don't. I just want to see this movie because I'm. Ne- I'm like, I, this is a. This is gonna be a, a theater experience. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. It, well, an IMAX experience. IMAX experience for sure. Yeah. I think this kind of movie you have to go see an IMAX. And in in that, it is the roller coaster ride. Yeah. It is the. It's. It's the Martin Scorsese was kind of right mm-hmm. that there are certain movies that are engineered to get a reaction out of you, mm-hmm. not so much like in the feels for an emotional storytelling experience. Yep. Like I'm not gonna watch two people talk. Mm-hmm. This is not waiting for Godot. This is fucking Top Gun. Exactly. And I'm gonna I'm gonna get the I'm not gonna get the feels here. Mm-hmm. I might a little bit, but I want to see some planes shoot other planes. Yeah. I want to hear the rumble of the jets. I want to hear that theme. I want to hear that the big like orchestrated. What was his name? The the guy the 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 orchestrator there. The actual Top Gun theme. Like when you hear the ships coming, I want to hear that. Who, who did the? Yeah, who did that theme? Oh, I can't remember. I know it's it's one of those guys. It wasn't Harry. It's one of the eighties. It's one. It's not Harold Faltmeyer. Faltmeyer. Uh, Axel F. Harold Faltmeyer. Yeah. Beverly Hills Cop. Well, we'll Harold look, Faltmeyer. We'll look it up as soon as uh, as soon as we're done. Yeah, we can look it up. But mm-hmm. that's what I want. I want that kind of stuff. I want to hear the music. I want to hear Danger Zone. Mm-hmm. I want to hear Need for Speed. I want to hear some like somebody has to say it. Well, uh, uh, Kenny Loggins. Is in the movie. He does make does the music for the movie. Oh, does he do a cameo appearance? I don't know actually. I would love to see. But him I remember go like, Tom Jimmy Buffett talking about on a bar. Yeah, he said like he goes throughout Top Gun. He goes, we, me and Kenny Loggins never met. Oh, I'm not surprised. And he's like, he, even though he did the, the music, he goes, he goes, well, did you meet finally? And he's like, yeah, we did. And then hmm. we we asked him, he said, do you want to come back for the sequel? And he's like, yeah, for sure. Of course I do. I've been waiting 30 years for yeah, this. Yeah, I know. So <laughs> I think uh, I'm curious to see what Val Kilmer uh, does in this movie. Well, he's in it. He's in it. Yeah. Um, and it seems like he's he's actually in it. He's not just like a cameo. No, he's yeah, he's he's in it. Uh I have my own theories about what happened what happens with his character. Was uh, it all like Ivan Drago and Creed? I think he I think he dies. In the movie? Maybe. Oh, gross. I'm not sure what they do with his character. I don't want that. Yeah. I want him to be like an instructor. Yeah, so or Viper dies or something like that. I'm not oh, sure. No, I no, I don't want Viper to die either. I want instructors, man. Yeah, because there is a funeral seen hmm. that movie so oh yeah in the first trailer they show them in the uh yeah so doing the whole casket thing yeah so i know goose's son does not trust tom he hates tom cruise and so he's like he's like i, I blame you for, for my father's death and i'm like you killed my dad yeah so i was like but if, you're, if you grew up in the navy and you grew up to be a fighter pilot you wouldn't you like understand like how that shit goes sometimes and you'd be like yeah man uh i uh, bet you his partner dies yeah. i bet you goose's kid's partner dies he's like i get it now yeah I understand now. Mm-hmm. Let's hug. Oh I'll yeah, cry. I, I, yeah. There's so many movies that I, I've just like you know I know I bet you it happens like this and then somebody that, throws a beer bottle against the wall. Turns out it turns out to be true. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like in Star Wars, I know you know those animals they released in the in the Last Jedi. Those those they went to that casino and those plant those animals they just let go. Oh, the ostriches. Yeah, the those, kangaroo ostrich. Hybrids. Yeah, I bet you those animals come back in the Rise Skywalker and they the charge of the last brigade. They just. Uh, <laughs> I bet you they're all wearing like laser jet packs. Yeah, and like one's got a spear. And you think like it's gonna be tall grass, and yeah. you don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden like it's all, all seems like it's all going to shit. Yeah, and these heads pop up. I know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> like uh, they rabble rabble. Yeah. They like hamburger voice their way all the way to the bad guys, mm-hmm. chugging spears in the chest. Yeah. Like for Last Jedi, I think um uh, there, there, some scenes would just like they just frustrate me. I'm like I'm like what like what like that doesn't make any sense, right? Let's walk away, man. But like but let's like, walk away. I, I'm pretty sure if I cut out that casino scene, <laughs> the movie would be like borderline on borderline watchable. It's like getting rid of the kid from Phantom Menace. Exactly. Oh, moving man. on, moving on. Um, plugging ahead. Well, plugging ahead. We got we got a few more things that we can kind of hit. I, I just made a gigantic list of stuff that we're gonna hit today and on our last episode. Go ahead. But um, uh, Kumail Nanjiani got fucking jacked. Yeah. And Abigail Disney is having none of it. She is not thirsty for Jack Camille. Well, 
Abigail Disney is the uh, the heiress of the Disney fortune. Yeah, she's the granddaughter, mm-hmm. and um, or or grand or niece. Mm-hmm. I think she's Roy Disney's kid, right? She's she's just racist. Oh, where was all this hate for when Chris Pratt got jacked? Yeah, Chris Pratt lost a shit ton of weight. Racist. Why are you being so racist, Abigail yeah. Disney? I don't think she's being racist. I think she's being. I think she's cherry picking. I think she's choosing what to be uh, what to be a, about. Yeah. And um, in it this case, weird. it looks weird because his head looks exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, it's strange, right? Like, like his face hasn't slimmed down. He just looks like no. a, a dipper's head with like a. With his a head shred. is typical Indian. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because just a like block, but like uh, everything else is like uh, just chiseled, chiseled, and he's and a ripped. fucking Greek god. Yeah. And he, I mean, he talks about it at length in that Instagram post, mm-hmm. and for for the better, I think. I think that's the right way to go. Yeah. Because he put a lot of work in, man. I mean, it's oh, a yeah. lot of hard work. It's not something you just show up and you're like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna start getting into shape. It's like no, he phoned the right people. He scheduled it for like a year. Yeah. And a year's with the hard work he is the, that's the result. Yeah. But at the same time, he didn't just show up and then, you know, uh, take his shirt off at a photo shoot and get a photo. Like you can be guaranteed that like that was after a, a heavy workout. Yeah. And he got sprayed down and there's some dynamic lighting and he looks even more jacked because like the lighting is right. Right. I mean, yeah. it looks really good because that's a professional photo shoot. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So anybody who's like, oh, you know, you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. And he looks like he's got only 4% body fat and it's, like, it's hard on your system. It's like, well, I think there's a little bit of trickery going on here too. Like, I mean, whatever you're looking at is like he is in peak condition. Yeah. I mean, that's like cutting weight and then showing up on the scale. You're like, man, Jose Aldo looked really good today. Yeah. And then, you know, tomorrow, Jose Aldo's looking a little bit thick. Yeah. What happened there? What happened to that guy? What uh, yesterday? He, he can't get out of bed. It's like, because yesterday yeah. he was at peak weight loss, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I don't know. Yeah. There's, uh, because he's playing one of the Eternals, I believe, right? Yeah, I, I don't know if it's like Makari or somebody, but he's playing like I think who's maybe play- the Speedster or something. Who's who's playing? Uh, um, who's playing Black Black Bolt? Well, they're not Eternals. No, no, sorry. Like, um, uh, who's playing? Uh, not Black Bolt. Uh, who's the character I'm thinking about? Maybe uh, oh. the thing? the Apollo. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. Maybe what's his name? Game of Thrones. Yeah, the Game of Thronesy guy there. Yeah. So I don't know. Speaking of Game of Thrones, I was gonna. I looked at the season eight. Uh huh. They have the 4Ks available, so like I think people, I think everyone who loves Game of Thrones has to get that because it's it's more, it shows everything more clear because everything's too dark. Yeah. Oh, Game of Thrones season eight was really fucking dark. Yeah. So I, I saw it there, but it's like visually. Yeah. It's like it's it's, it's it was seventy five bucks. I'm like I'm not gonna buy that. I, I don't even know. What, I didn't I didn't watch seasons one through seven, right? So, um, I just wanted to buy it so I could see exactly what was going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, but then I, I learned about all the hate that went like that 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 movie got because of sorry that show got because yeah. of like. They just wrapped up things too quickly, and characters weren't given their final send off <laughs> properly. So it was it was something. Yeah. Now, I mean, as a guy who who watched Game of Thrones pretty fast, mm-hmm. I got into it when um, I think season six had just ended. It was like midway through season six. Mm-hmm. I kind of figured, yeah, I better get into this, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's gonna end. There's one more coming up. Um, season eight's the last one, so I kind of like binged one through seven. Hard man. I mean, I just like I started. I, I still don't know how you did that. I fucking sprinted, yeah. but I mean, I put care and time into it. Yeah, I, I just I still don't get it. It was it was all right, and so I, it wasn't as bad as it sounds. So in um the defense of the people who watched it in the eight years or ten years that it took to watch it, mm-hmm. I get why they're mad. There were there were a lot of like um very quick wrap ups. There were characters who suddenly had weird changes of heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were other characters who kind of didn't get their their time mm-hmm. in the final. Like I know when, what's her name? The, the little one, the little Mormont. She, t- she dies by taking out a giant. And it's a great death scene, but mm-hmm. I don't think anybody wanted her to die. It felt like her death was rushed because like she shows up in, in season four and she's a hard ass for a little kid. 
She's leading her family to war, and then she shows up and just kind of gets crushed. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that happens there, and and the uh, the other the other uh, Theo Theo Greyjoy, whatever the fuck her, his sister's name is, she just kind of doesn't even get anything to do. Mm-hmm. She had a major storyline for two seasons, and then she's just kind of gone. Mm-hmm. So I get it, but as a guy who sprinted through it, I don't give a shit about half those people, man. That's good. When the big fat guy died, when he always had his dick out, I couldn't wait for him to be gone. The yeah, uh, hold the door, Hodor. I didn't care about that that's guy like, at all. Yeah, see, like you're, you're naming things, and I'm like, okay, great. I, exactly, I, I, right? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I will tell you, it does have two or three episodes of television mm-hmm. that I think might be in the top five episodes of television ever produced. There is the um, better than Mash, maybe better than the Mash finale, my friend. I would say the uh, the Battle of the Bastards might be the best piece of television ever created. Mm. It is it is shot incredibly well. It is um, the story is told incredibly well. If you haven't watched any of Game of Thrones. You can watch that and be pleasantly surprised by okay. how well it's done. So who who um uh so that was Jon Snow's army versus um the what's it called the other bastard the other snow who's not a snow Ramsey Ramsey something see I can barely remember his names too Ramsey Bolton that's how memorable it was yeah John <laughs> Michael Bolton's kid but he he is a real piece of shit he's uh, the guy who kind of like castrates and ruins another character's life okay but um he is a real piece of shit mm-hmm. and you can't wait to see him die and yeah. when he gets it you're really happy about it yeah like it's what it, it emotes a lot in you it brings a lot into you when you see that even as a guy who sprinted through the series there's a lot going on in that see in that in that episode is that isn't there like a kind of a giant in there who's fighting as well um not in that one he was in a different battle Yes. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that, yeah he's I, in a different. One. I remember, like, uh, uh, that I, giant's pretty rad, though. Yeah, I remember. Um, what uh, was he in that one? I think the only thing I've seen, like, one scene I saw, like, a lot was, uh, um, was the red wedding. <laughs> yeah, red. See, again, I knew it was gonna happen, but I was caught off guard by that one too. I was because my uh friend of the show, Sandy, mm-hmm. um, said, uh, uh, because he, he, he kept saying, like, you know, like you should get, you should watch Game of Thrones, you should watch Game of Thrones. I was like, I was like, okay, this is like a while ago, and he goes. Okay, let me give you an example, right? Then he showed me the red wedding, mm-hmm. and he explained it to me, like what was going on. And I was like, I think I'm not sure if that was the, the episode, but it was it kind of another episode where they, she called a dragon. Uh, no, that was a different episode. And I was mm-hmm. like, so I watched the red wedding. I'm like, okay, I don't need to watch this season anymore. I don't kind of know where this goes. And then uh, there was you another easily ep- Wikipedia this thing. Oh yeah, easily. And uh, there's another episode where like, he showed me, and he goes, uh, 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 that queen of the dragons, whatever her name is, uh, that that the, the main, Khaleesi, Khaleesi, yeah, and. Uh, I was like, uh, she was about to get killed or whatever. I knew she was like, she, you know, she, she ain't gonna die. She's the queen of the dragons. But then I, I remember I was watching Mother it. of dragons. Yeah, mother of dragons. And uh, <laughs> I, I just said, uh, she's about to die, right? So I, I did, I had no knowledge of this character, right? I just said, uh, then as soon as I said, I said, shouldn't a, shouldn't a dragon show up by now to save her? And then a dragon shows up and saves her, right? And I was like, <laughs> I don't need to watch this. It's super predictable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, honest to God, the entire thing is super predictable. And you're not watching it because it's got incredible storytelling. Mm-hmm. It does have a lot of good storytelling. Yeah. Um, but it is it is really predictable. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there are these event moments on there that are yeah. better than some things you're going to watch in a movie. I, I, don't, I don't disagree yeah. at all. So it yeah. looks really good. Mm-hmm. But I have no doubt in my mind that I watch it the way that I was happiest watching. Like if I had watched over seven years, I think I'd been pissed off mm-hmm. if I watch or 10 years, but I watch it over like four months, mm-hmm. realistically four months and like a year and a half. So mm-hmm. like I watched over 18 months. Let's say. Yeah. Let's give it that. And in that, I was pleasantly surprised by the entire thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't really hate any part of it. There mm-hmm. were characters I didn't like. There were you know, relationships I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. 
every time you get close to a character, he dies or she dies, whatever happens. Mm-hmm. But it's got a lot of really fun stuff that happens. That it's just like throw away like uh, junk food for the brain. Yeah. And then you get to watch a bunch of cool visuals while you're at it. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like the the penultimate episodes, the second last episode of every season, mm-hmm. is just really good. Oh, okay. Really good storytelling. Really, really good cinematic storytelling. Yeah. There's uh yeah there's there's only a few shows on Netflix I can watch like in their entirety. Um, like I, I think yeah. Uh, well, we don't have Mash on there, but Mash. <laughs> yeah. There's um there's actually one show I think I might have mentioned it on the podcast before is that um, uh, Formula One Drive to Survive. That's right. It's really good. That show's amazing. I've got one for you. Hmm. Have you watched Love, Death, and Robots yet? No, I haven't. Do it yourself good? a solid favor. You could probably do the entire thing in a day. Like you could do it in like a like a two and a half hour sit down. Less okay. than that. Less than that. Like fifteen minute episodes. Mm-hmm. It is um uh what's his name Fincher Brian Fincher, uh, David Fincher sorry mm-hmm. and um I can't remember who else Tim Miller. Really? Yeah, they were gonna redo heavy metal. They were gonna do another heavy metal type. Uh, like show or movie or whatever it was, mm-hmm. never could get it off the ground. But all of a sudden, they had all these creators who created content for them. Mm-hmm. So they just figured, let's do heavy metal, mm-hmm. but we'll call it Love, Death, and Robots, mm-hmm. and that's it. So yeah. if you ever picked up a magazine of heavy metal, you know that there is no beginning, middle, and end. It's no. just like five or six really cool stories, bunch of titty, yeah. and that's pretty much it, right? Yep. This is the same thing. It's just like a bunch of really good stories. And they're all about 15 minutes, but you're watching these little 15-minute movies and you get invested in each one. I didn't think I would. I'd be like, ah, screw it. It's all throwaway stuff. But no, man. You watch probably about, like, I think there's 20 episodes. And each one is like 7 to 15 minutes long. Mm. And each one is a 7 to 15 minute beginning, middle, and end fully fleshed out movie. Really? Phenomenal. Holy crap. I couldn't believe how good it was. I was uh, I don't even think I'm overselling it. I think I'm underselling it. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so it's definitely worth watching. And they all look really good. Like some CG, you can tell like these guys, had, they didn't have a lot of time. They just used like a lot of models. They moved all the shit around. Yeah. Um, not super well animated. Some stuff is 2D, some is 3D. To... Some is live action. I, I think the I think the more, the, sometimes the shittier it looks, the better. Exactly. Because you can see how they made it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, for real, man. And then, but, but each one, as far as like the storytelling aspect goes, incredibly well done. Oh, okay. I was really pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. And you can binge it, like I said, in probably about like, a, like two hours. Two oh, and a half cool. hours. Okay. It's yeah. really easy to watch. Cool, man. Cool. Uh, man, what else do we have? An octopus fought an eagle. Yes. Uh, the eagle probably thought he was going to get free lunch, mm-hmm. flew into the water, yep. tried to grab an octopus, mm-hmm. and got his shit fucked up. Yeah. Uh, they saved him, and he sat on the shore, and he thought about his life yep. for a while. Exactly. <laughs> and he figured, it's not worth it. I'm leaving this country. I'm going back to America. <laughs> they told me Canada was safe. <laughs> and it was not safe. It was not safe. Uh, let's see. Stevie Wonder. Lionel Richie thinks that Stevie Wonder can see. A lot of people do, though. A lot of people believe that Stevie Wonder has got some vision. People have watched him shoot... Ba- I think Quincy Jones watched, watched him shoot a basketball once. That's not even, like, a joke. Like, I, I can't remember who it was, but somebody watched him, like, drop three-pointer. Like, I think that motherfucker can see. I think he's got limited sight. <laughs> he's been lying about being full-blind. I think one of his eyes works just fine. But Lionel Richie is like, I saw him get in a car. No, I, you know what I think is? I, 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 don't, I disagree. You think he's full-blind? Yeah. Like 100% for real blind. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have words with anyone who says otherwise. Uh, well, we're having words right now. Yeah. So I think Stevie Wonder has got like a little bit. I think maybe he sees shadows and shit. But the thing is, how could you keep up like this for so long? Because he's like, like, it's not all there. It's He's like 90% blind and 10% daredevil. Ooh. Have you seen that kid who can click? Like he can, he, he's got echolocation? Yeah. Yeah. There's a kid on the States who's mm-hmm. got like straight up echolocation. He'll walk, he'll make sounds, he'll snap his fingers and stuff, mm-hmm. and he's got, like, he can shoot towards, like, he's not sinking three-pointers, mm-hmm. but he knows where the, the, the net is, 
based on echolocation. Echolocation, yeah. Um, his grandmother's like, go get the can of tomatoes from downstairs. Now, he knows the size of the can of tomatoes, and he uses that echolocation snapping and stuff to tell how far he is from the walls, and he just, like, cooks down the stairs. Now, granted, he has his own location mapped out pretty well. Is he a savant, or...? No, well, he's he seems like he's, like, fairly normal outside of being blind. Like, okay. I don't think he has any other issues. Like, he's not, like, autistic or anything. Yeah. So I don't know if he's got, like, that weird savant kind of thing going on. Yeah. But um, at the same time, he understands location based on sound. Mm. Like, he's he's just got it down to, like, a daredevil type. Nice. And he'll he'll walk down the street, and there'll be, like, a barricade in front of him, and he'll snap his fingers, and he'll, like, dodge the barricade, because he can tell there's something in front of him. That is a superpower. It's a superpower. It's yeah. pretty wild, man. I think he's actually on one of those Stanley episodes. Really? The the real superpower real superpowers, people. superpowers, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's got that, so I think maybe Stevie Wonder has got some of the old uh, echolocation going on. Yeah, because well, he has a great ear for music, right? Yeah, he's one of the he's one of the best ever, I think. I mean, he's got probably one of the greatest voices. He's incredible. I yeah. mean, top ten of all time. Oh, easily. Yeah, he's, like he's his incredible. pitch, his tone, his ability to play play music. Yeah, to find uh, find all the notes. That's because like when you when you hear something, he's like, ah, you know what? Uh, that's not no, right. No, no, that's not that's not it. Yeah. Ebony and Ivory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not right. Yeah. I just, yeah. And, and his, the way he was on the uh, on the Cosby show. Yeah. So like, you think, you think like when he was doing the whole thing where he's teaching him to play yeah, exactly. the music, he's actually blind? He's like, uh, he's like, he's like la, la, la. <laughs> I got your, I think I got your husband saying baby, 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 baby. Oh, when he's re- replaying it on the thing, <laughs> on the, yeah. the synthesizer, yeah. the keyboard. <laughs> he was really good, man. That was hilarious. People forget that the, like, regardless of Bill Cosby being the, the most prolific serial rapist of all time. Yeah. Cosby Show was still kind of Cosby fun. Show was unbelievable. It was still really good. You know, okay, I'll say this. I'll say this. Cosby Show was great until uh, uh, we realized Bill Cosby is the greatest prolific serial rapist of all time. No, even before that. Okay. Uh, even before that, the uh, the what, baby co- episode. Okay, when Denise came, <laughs> when Denise came back with with uh, Olivia. Yeah. That's for me. That's when it died. For you, that was it. Well, okay, that's that's when it was on life support. Yeah. And then when cousin Pam moved in, that's when it died. You were done. Yeah. Because you might as well, who was the little blonde kid from uh, the Brady Bunch who was there for a few episodes yeah. and was gone? Yeah. Like, he was like like well, the other kid. Like, yeah. There's another kid here. Yeah. When Olivia came in, that's when they bought the shark. Yeah. And then when... when the, It was in the Pam tank. Came, yeah, that, that, yeah. And then Cousin Pam came in, that's when the shark jumped out of the tank. Well, that's when they jumped the shark. Yeah. Oh, God. The poor God oh. show. I still think what they should do is because it's still kind of lit properly for, uh, for Samuel Jackson. He was a stand-in, right? Mm-hmm. Samuel L. Jackson was a stand-in for Bill Cosby on yeah. the Cosby show. Mm-hmm. So I say what you do is you erase digitally Bill Cosby from the entire thing. You hire Samuel L. Jackson to come in the way he is now because he's yeah. the right age and play Heathcliff Huxtable. Yep. As as in the Cosby Show, he'll do the intro, he'll do all that stuff, and you just wipe Bill Cosby from everything. Yeah, throw in some new lines, like rewrite a bunch of shit so he doesn't get any money or credit, mm-hmm. and just have Samuel L. Jackson motherfucker his way through all the episodes. Yeah, and then plus he's like, it's not a, he's not like he's a deleting person because he's never because Samuel Jackson can't carry a movie by himself, so he might as well go to TV. <laughs> he might as well go to TV. We all love him. It'll mm-hmm. keep him working, yeah. and we'll get to enjoy the Cosby Show again. Yeah, because he never um he can never handle a movie on his own, or he's yeah, never what? had to. He's never had to. Mm-hmm. But he works best in a team. He's he's best in a team, and he's always one of the better parts of a team. Hands down, he is. Yeah. The only time that he ever had to lead a movie, it wasn't even that bad, but it was awful. The snakes on a plane. Yeah, it was meant to be awful. It was meant to be awful. Shaft. Yeah, Shaft. Well, Shaft's actually pretty good. Yeah. But but Jeffrey Wright deserves a lot of credit for that. Yeah. Do you know what they call me, peoples? Because <laughs> you take care of your people. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll take I mean, that. that guy wipes his ass on screen mm-hmm. while not breaking eye contact with Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a legend. 
was it Egyptian cotton on the shirt? Yeah. This is 250-gallon Egyptian cotton, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know Egyptian cotton if the pharaoh sent it to you. <laughs> oh. I mean, he didn't even drop motherfucker. That line was great. Yeah, there's... um. Uh, yeah, I think Samuel Jackson is like. Why do I know so many lines in that movie? That's good that you do though. God, man. I know I'm. I, I don't blame. That's good though, man. Because I I rec- I remember lines from like good movies. Even like I'll be watching TV with like someone. I'll be like, oh, that's the guy from like he was in this movie. Like it's an obscure role, and they'll be like, and then like Sandy will look know? at me and be like, how the fuck did you know that? And I'm like, because we have a podcast, yeah, motherfucker. Exactly. I was like, okay, yeah, that's that's how I know. We're good at what we do out here. Yep. Uh, I think we're kind of like I think we've kind of hit our. Hit our stride here. Oh, I hit our mark. Mm-hmm. Our stride was like half an hour ago. I would not be surprised if the music has been playing for a while. Okay. As it has been. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be doing our... Well, I really had a loud smacking of the lips there. You did? A really big one. I didn't hear it. You did not hear it. Do you remember the... Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm just... I've succumbed to it. Uh, you, maybe you did. I yeah. don't do it a lot. Do you, uh, Did you ever watch a Larry Sanders show? Yes. You remember how his... Secretary, I can't remember what her name was, but she was she's in the Orville. Mm-hmm. She had like a cousin mm-hmm. who would smack his lips smack when he talked. Ga- <laughs> God, oh, what yeah. a, Jeffrey yes. Tambor, that show was amazing. The Larry Sanders show, which is I think on like CTV for free, like mm-hmm. the CTV Go app. Yeah. If anybody has not watched that, if you haven't watched. If you want to see how the like uh, Thirty Rock and like you know where the, where its influence was yeah. from, watch Gary. Watch the Gary Shandling show. It's Larry in, Sanders show. Larry Sanders. The show. Gary Shandling show also amazing. Amazing. Yeah. It is it is the precursor to Seinfeld. Yeah. But it is it is its own little weird monster. Yeah. Like he breaks the fourth wall and talks to the camera while people are like doing things on set behind him. Yep. Ah, Gary Shandling show is also amazing. Oh yeah. And Gary, and if you don't know who he is, he's the senator who tried to steal the Iron Man suit. That's right, Hale Hydra. Um Gary Shandling. If you don't know who Gary Shandling is, shame on you. Shame on you, man. I yeah. mean, he's not he's not with us anymore. Yeah. But man, while he was here, he was a beast. Yeah, he was a beast and like I he was like, oh yeah, I, I hold him to like, not to the same regard as Phil Hartman, but he was like one of those guys who's just like transcended, uh, you know, his, his medium. Yeah. I think I do. He was a, my dad was a huge fan of Gary Shandling. Mm-hmm. So, well, he was a fan, but he also hated him because he didn't like his face. He thought Gary Shandling was he had, a lot he had, of fun. He had a doughboy face. He had a real, like a doughboy face. He had those lips were like those windy, they'd slap him in his face. He was know? always squinting and yeah. his lips were huge. You're like, ah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, 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 and he had that kind of whiny, like the kind of whiny voice. Like, oh yeah, wham, 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 like that. But man, but, amazing but, writer. But it added to his character, I think. Ah, uh, totally. Well, yeah. that was his character. That mm-hmm. was his, that was his shtick. Mm-hmm. Man, but just just amazing, amazing stuff. But yeah, the the Larry Sanders show, which is uh, it's a look at the talk show industry from the outs from the inside out. From the inside out, it's really good. Rip yeah. Torn, uh, Jeffrey Tambor. Rip Torn, oh my god, he's that guy's so funny in that movie. <laughs> he's, Sorry, that, that show. That show. I mean, Rip Torn was just a gangster TV producer. Gangster, yeah, he got shit done. He got shit done. Even though he was an idiot, like he just got shit done. Well, he was he was a bully. Yeah, he's bully. Harvey Weinstein, without the rape. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. So I guess the music has been playing for a while. Good way to end it. That's a good way to end it. <laughs> um, Toys R Us is spying on you. We'll get more to that later on. Yeah. On the next episode, our next episode is our last of the year. Yeah. Also, um, uh, they're redoing uh Galaxy Land. They're, moving, they're moving it away from a star, from a star, like a star kind of thing, and the Hasbro's coming in to redo it all. Get out of town. They're, putting, they're doing like a $40 million renovation on, on Galaxy Land in West Edmonton Mall. Here in town. Here in town. Galaxy Land is getting a facelift. It's getting like, it's going to be like G.I. Joe or whatever it is. It's going like, to be like Hasbro uh, toy kind of theme. So I guess like uh, get in there while it lasts for if you enjoy the look yeah. of how it is now. Yeah, like they're not going to change that many rides. Yeah. Uh, but the theme of it's going to be different. Oh, I don't know. 
I kind of like how cheap ass it is. I love the way it is right now. Yeah. Because you can go into like certain pockets you haven't gone to like in such a in like a long time, like where the lockers are and stuff like that. Yeah. There's like these obscure like, weird arcades. little areas. I love that. I love those areas. Man, I had my well, I guess we're gonna keep going. I had my cousin come in uh, a couple years ago, and she's a little older than I am. So like we're both in our forties, but we went and walked around there, and the two of us getting back because we went to Disneyland together for the first time when we were younger. Mm -hmm. And the two of us there, we just reverted back into being like a 12 and 14 year old mm -hmm. and just became children lost in a mall. Oh, yeah. Our parents couldn't find us. Like, we, it was a big family outing. Mm -hmm. So all our family was here at that time. But man, like everybody lost us. And the two of us were just like on every ride we could. And I felt like, I mean, I really appreciated Galaxyland. Oh, yeah. Like there's, um, I remember like uh, a couple of years ago, my co my cousin who uh, who lived here, uh, she moved to uh, Sac to San Francisco. Uh, she got married, had a kid, and everything, and then the. Uh, but she 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 come she came back to visit, and she brought her son with her, and then uh, she's like, "Yeah, we have to go to Disneyland, right?" So, oh, sorry, not Disneyland, uh, uh, Galaxyland, and uh, she came back, and we were, uh, even though she had her kid with her, it's like it was more for us. Oh yeah, because uh, we went there when we were kids, and uh, we went on like we went on roller coasters. And she's like, yeah, she, I think she forgot her son was even there. And uh, we were just having our own fun. Like we were just, we, we bought like tons of like, spent so much money on arcades and like uh, bought, only ate the food from the food court, went God, back in. So yeah. Fun. And we're like, and then we were just talking about how much we loved it when we were kids. And we're oh, like, yeah. and like, this is, this is still here. This is awesome. It's, it, we have a full fledged kick-ass amusement park in Edmonton. In Edmonton. And like, not go, every city gets that. Yeah. Cause like, it's good. Like I remember like. A couple years ago, my, myself and my cousin were shopping, and we're like, we're so dead, mm -hmm. and we're so tired because you can your blood sugar can drop while you're in that mall. Shopping sucks. Yeah, it sucks, right? So then we, we're like, we're so tired, we're like we need to wake up. And then I said, you know what? Let's go on the mind bender. <laughs> let's go on the roller coaster. Yeah, let's just go. And uh, so we went on the mind bender, and after we were done, we're, we're like, okay, now we're awake. Oh yeah, and then you went on it again. Yeah, and then we're like, whoa, okay, now we're we're good. Oh god, the yeah. mind bender is awesome. Yeah, I uh, before we not not to like disparage people who died on that thing. But my cousin didn't know I'm gonna get people died on this thing. Yeah, and which made it even more fun. Yeah, I find that after the first drop, it's pretty good. After the first drop, it's just it's just it's exhilarating. When you first climb up, you're like, okay, this is this is tall, right? Yeah. But after the first drop, you're fine. People don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna give anybody who's listening, anybody who wants a tip on roller coasters. Mm -hmm. I consider myself a roller coaster aficionado. Yeah. I've been on the Woodies. I've been on the Steelies. I've been on the haulers. Mm -hmm. so I'm a roller coaster fan. Did you go to that one? Did you go to that one place in uh in California? Are we talking about the Six Flags? Or are we talking yeah, Six about Flags, the Magic Universal Mountain. Studios? Magic, I've been Magic on them all. Nice. Been on Fire and Ice at Universal. Did you go to Viper on Viper? I, I, I have been on Viper. Viper is unreal. That was I've my favorite. Been on the Incredible Hulk. Like, see, think about Viper right now. My hands are getting cold. Your sweats. hands are getting sweat. Yeah. I love roller coasters. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody's on a roller coaster and you feel like you're gonna lose it, mm -hmm. just look at the track in front of you, mm -hmm. and you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Because that's all it is. You're going slower than you would in a car. You're just moving in a weird position. Yeah. You just got to isolate your brain. Just look at the track in front of you. Mm -hmm. Like like 10 feet in front of the roller coaster. Yeah. That track's moving. And just imagine in a car. Yeah, you're that's it. Be okay. And woo. You got to woo. Yeah. You got to let the air out of your system. Yeah. If you hold that in, you're going to vomit. Yeah. Because like, I remember I was the, the wooden one, I was like, I looked at it and I'm like, this is nothing. This ain't nothing. Because the guy's like, uh, my cousin's like, aren't you? Uh, she's like, she was screaming. She's mm -hmm. like, how come you were like, uh, you weren't even white knuckled. You were just sitting there on your ride. And she's like, you're not even screaming. I'm like, have you been on the mind bender? That's I right. said, that, that's our, that's a triple loop roller coaster that we have in Edmonton. <laughs> Indoors. Indoors. Yeah. 
and uh, and we're like this, where you can hear like the rush of the, the, you can hear everything. I'm getting jazzed right now while you're talking about it, homie. Man, I love roller coasters. Yeah, so I told her about that, and she's like, I'm like, you have to come to Edmonton and oh, and, and check that thing out. There's so much fun. But uh, my cousin, she has like, she screams too loud, where it's like, she screams at everything, and it's annoying, and I'm like, I'm, shrill. Like, I'm just like, yeah, it's like. It's like a deep throated shrill. And uh. like, yeah. <laughs> oh no. It's like if you cut like a if you cut like a caveman's dick off, like that's how it would sound. <laughs> well. Yeah. Let's uh let's end on that. Yeah, that's what she sounds like. Caveman dick. <laughs> caveman. Like, ah! like, uh, <laughs> like more gargling though. <laughs> more more gargling. Well, cuz you know, you, you're probably coughing up a lot of blood. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was just, uh, I was like, uh, huh, I'm like, I'm like, that's so they, that wouldn't because it's the same it's that that roller coaster that wooden one at Six Flags, the mm -hmm. same one they used for that uh for the intro for that uh, that show from the '90s that Patrick Duffy was in. Oh, that's right. Um, step by step. Step by step. Yeah, yeah that's right. You're yeah. absolutely right. They if were on that roller coaster. Yeah. So, like, if you actually look at the, that that roller coaster. Yep. If you look at the waves crashing onto the beach, mm -hmm. that's all fake. Yeah, it's not real. It's not real. There's, you can, there's you no can tell because like the, the water comes right up to the base of the uh, yeah <laughs> of there's the no, roller coaster. Or not not waves. Sorry, there's no beach. There. There's no beach. There. Yeah, there's yeah. no beach there. <laughs> so all that is bullshit. Like, who do you think you're fooling? <laughs> yeah, that's um that's the what's it called. Uh, I can't remember the name. We'll Chris, look it up later on. Yeah, uh, Suzanne Summers is in that show too. Yeah, yeah well, so is uh, Sasha Mitchell. Sasha Mitchell. Kickboxer yeah. two. Kickboxer two. Uh, okay. Three and four. Oh yeah, he's in. Is he in four as well? I, I think he's in four. Two, two and three for sure. It goes from being like a move, a kickboxing in Thailand, to somebody got kidnapped. Yeah, we just use as a vehicle. And he just shoots people. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh. They use the name. Oh, Sasha Mitchell. Talented kickboxer though, in his time. In his time. Yeah. That's it, no. All right. Uh, music has now actually been going for a while. All right. Peace out. Cool.